0: ho boomers! Welcome to another Sonic the Comic the Podcast, the show that takes you back in time to the 1990s and the Sega-sational world of early Sonic the Hedgehog. Before all that retconning kicked in, we're the Humes who think they're in charge. I'm Dave Bulmer. And I am Chris McFeely, and we're here with issue number 93,
1: released on the 11th of December, but covered dated December 24th, which means, as you could tell from the sleigh from bells the running in over the opening, <laughs> it's the Christmas issue! It's tinsel time! Oh my god. <laughs> No, and it's it's ridiculous because yep. we've been saying for months already at the end and, and or the start of every episode going yep. to be Christmas soon, you know, and last episode we looked at the date and we were like, oh, it'll be the Christmas issue next issue. And despite those things, Mm. still yet, when I Mm. went into the box and slid this issue out to read it to get ready for this episode, I went, oh my God, it's Christmas. (laughs) The the enormity of it washed over me.
0: And yeah, yeah, as soon as we both saw that, we immediately grew big white beards (laughs) in that very moment. Uh, And so then we felt festive and we didn't mind anymore. Yeah, no, it's not just that it's Christmas, it's that it's this Christmas. It's that it's Christmas 1996, which is like, I think of as my last childhood Christmas. Do you know what I mean? This is pretty sure, much the one. Sure, I
1: could see that, yeah. And
0: even there, I was kind of grown up and trying to be all bullshit and cool and not not be childish anymore. And Well, uh, 1997 mm. was the Christmas I got my PlayStation. You can't get a PlayStation if you're a kid. That's an adult's item. Not at our age, no. <laughs> not the age
1: we are, the generation we are of. Certainly from the perspective of this podcast and this comic... I suppose this Christmas then does mark a very... There's a very clear delineation point in Christmases. There's this Christmas, and then there's all the Christmases after
0: it. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. I feel... I'm, I'm... I'm not a grown-up after this, but I, inside myself at the time, feel like I am. I feel like I've left childish things behind after this Christmas. You know?
1: Can you imagine you or I describing <laughs> ourselves like that? No, today. As having left As childish having left- things
0: behind <laughs> on our Sonic the Hedgehog podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now let's make this a quick one, for I've got to get back to my YouTube show about Transformers. <laughs>
0: Okay, what have we got on the cover? Tinsel time! Cool Yule action!
1: <laughs> there it is, up front, not even waiting until the control zone to drop the cool Yule line. I've not know, checked
0: yeah. 100% if that's been on every single Christmas issue so far, but I feel like it's got to be close. It has to have been. What else are you going to say? And the illustration is of uh, Sonic just because, it, because it's Christmas, I'm looking for a reason why him curling into a ball is Christmassy. Is it like a bauble? No, that's just what Sonic does. He is spin attacking. It's just a slightly awkward angle, so uh, you, you wonder yeah. what's going on. Oh, and also he's got no body. He's just a head. <laughs> it's it's the it's the spin attack. I don't think his head is usually that big in a spin attack. Even In in a, in a spin attack, there's a sense of him having curled up, whereas this is just Sonic's head has got an arm and a foot sticking out of it now.
1: I like it. I like that as a rendition of Sonic's spin attack. <laughs> he's just basically all head, feet and legs. He looks like he's curled up. It's like what a hedgehog
0: does, you know? Exactly. It's sweet, isn't it? But
1: he's spin attacking in from the top left and pushing down and striking a mm. pile of Christmas accoutrements and sending it and Though. yes
0: yes there's a, a a present a cracker a couple of baubles one of which is a dr robotnik bauble a thing i wonder why they don't make a dr robotnik bauble with a santa beard oh so it has I, that's very christmasy but the, the the majority of the bauble is robotnik's body with the cross yeah. and the circle in the middle and the red and the black and then yeah it's got a head on top with a santa beard there's a letter there's a he sent one cracker flying off over the horizon.
1: Yes, it's all the way over there, isn't it? The landscape appears to be the, uh ah, hill zone, but it's all covered in snow. And I say it's a
0: hill zone because there's palm trees and such. Well, we're gonna have a snow-covered palm tree zone in this very issue. True.
1: Covered with the most delightfully <laughs> shonky Tipex snow. The palm trees specifically, not the landscape, but the I mean, look at that one just above the barcode. Like you can see the line of the palm tree drawing through the Tippex where he's slapped it on. I mean, we've, we've joked about TipEx before, but that's Tippex,
0: right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what else is in the issue? We've got, I'm excited about this,
1: a Sonic 3D Mega Drive review. And look, they've even made the little text be like 3D. Oh
2: yeah! Because it's for
1: Sonic 3D. Yeah. Then there's new stories, Dr. Robotnik's Season of Goodwill, and A Christmas Wish, plus cracking Captain Plunder and Decap stories inside.
0: And we will go inside. We've got a brief dalliance with the back page before we do.
1: Just, Just some advert. Just some
0: page of Amanda. It's not even a festive one. No, it's it's not. It's not a. It doesn't feel appropriate. No, it's not something that you really would advertise to kids. It's not a chocolate bar. It's not a funny kind of jam. <laughs> it's not a video of turtles. What else do they advertise? It's not made of Lego. It's a funny thing, though.
1: It's an ad. It's another ad, because we've had one before. You remember? It's an ad for stack hamster homes. Yes. And do you remember we had one of those before? Where it was the illustrations that were drawn to look like Polaroid. What personality does your hamster yes. have? Send us a drawing of, of your hamster, hamster yeah. and we'll send you a bunch of stuff. The ad here is it's a hamster in a cage, in a hamster cage, and in a thought bubble, a big dream bubble coming from his head is a big stack
0: elaborate habitat. It's prison imagery. He's got a tear coming out yes. of his eyes, holding onto the bars. He's got a hanky. Is that a hanky in his hand? I think so, yeah. He's not happy. And it says he hasn't committed a crime,
1: so why put him behind bars? It's funny that you say it's like not something you should advertise to. Didn't we have a letter from someone or maybe it was a tweet who told us these were rubbish oh oh, did we i feel like somebody in response to the previous ad somebody got in touch with us to let us know these were rubs oh that surprises me because they look great (laughs) but that's it they look great but why do you feel like they look great and to me i look at it and i'm like well they look great because they look like a toy
0: they look like a marble run
1: that's it they look like something that will be Fun for a kid to assemble. Yes. And then the hamster goes in. But the whole the conceit of them is that they're modular, so you're supposed to be able to, you know, build them and rebuild them and everything in a They're like, interactive, modular. Your hamster's not
0: gonna appreciate that.
1: What's <laughs> they oh. get a little routine going nowhere to shoot, nowhere to eat
0: oh i never thought of that yeah no and you didn't and
1: then wee johnny comes in and is like no i'm gonna rebuild this like lego today because that is the design of it and that's the way
0: it is promoted to me oh i
1: are not gonna appreciate
0: that i didn't even think of that i thought what i'm looking at here is the correct way to build it but no you're right it is isn't it mm. Ooh. But the thing is, okay, taking that out of the equation, I would like to run about in a human-sized one of these, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's all pipes and tubes, and there's a little spinny wheel at the top, and there's little domes to go in and, and everything. All that's
1: missing is the old crisscross web or
0: rubber belts for you to yes, fold up and through. exactly! <laughs> so, yeah, it looks attractive to me, but then, yeah, I never thought of it that way. How disruptive. It's sold
1: as, like, a toy for kids to build and rebuild. But, the, but that's no good to the
0: hamster at all it's got to be better than they're right though it's better than living in a little cage though surely a little box cage if, surely. if the child leaves it alone in one configuration yeah i imagine it's probably a fair crack yeah i reckon they would i mean i reckon yeah if you maybe after the first couple of days this to me this seems like the sort of toy where if it's if we think of it as a toy yeah you rebuild it a couple of times when you get it and then you can't be asked after that. It's there's cause there's all sawdust in it. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'd have to take I'd have to clean it out. <laughs> well, I mean, one would hope you're cleaning it out semi-regularly. I don't know, I've never had a hamster night. Full well, a hamster poop in there. Yeah. But it just it seems like you'd clean it out and you'd want to do that job and no more, rather than like, oh I can't wait to rebuild this. Ugh, let me clean it all out first and then still have the energy to do it. I'm like, no, nah, I'd just leave it. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Control,
0: it's just one big message from
1: Megadroid, this control zone. No extra features or anything whatsoever. Just yeah. one huge big welcome
0: screen. We've got the font cranked right up.
1: Right the way up, yeah. <laughs> In the words of that old Hume crooner, Bong Crisby, <laughs> I'm dreaming of a blue Christmas... Blue, blue as Sonic's in blue. Sonic is blue, so, I guess. He doesn't actually...
0: Like a hedgehog's blue.
1: <laughs> he doesn't complete the, the joke for us. Yes, <laughs> that time to feel festive is almost upon us again. The Humes around here already about had me decking the halls. And between you
0: and me, I'm totally falla la 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 lad out. And then he starts to list the number of times we're going to see Santa in this issue, which is two. Mm. And he's right. There are two separate appearances of Santa in this, in this issue across two different strips, both by Lou Strigger, so we have to assume the same Santa. Uh, yes, and not one of his helpers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: rattles off the contents of the issue, and then before I leave you, to turn the music up and party down, let me thank all of you for your fabby cards and drawings, fabby. which are lining the office walls as I speak. I like that. I like the idea that kids were sending in Christmas cards. Yeah, I hope so. To STC, why didn't yeah, I do or,
0: that? How rude of me!
1: Well, I mean, they probably weren't sending them in mid-October when this was probably written. <laughs>
0: Okay, but thing, I didn't. Do, I also didn't do it. I had two. I've had two weeks to send one in. I didn't do it. The truth of it is in question. Because they're grown up. They don't need Christmas cards. They're no. grown ups. What do they need with Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> what needs grown ups for Christmas? <laughs> David Ebenezer Boomer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he signs off. See you all in the Fortnite Boomers, when StC orbits into the New Year. But before I go, have big letters. Have a cool Yule and a mega new year it's as if nothing's changed isn't it yeah from megadroid and the
1: stc humes and they've signed it like that before and i do like when the wall comes down that little bit and it's like you know the the other audrey wong and and deborah tater waving
0: in from behind megadroid poking out from behind and waving you know i remember there being a scrap of like (laughs) <laughs> i was going to describe it as a scrap of extra humanity in my teachers let mean know what i mean is i i recognized my teachers as people in their own right a little bit more on that moment as you're leaving for christmas holidays and they do go like merry christmas and they and you like oh they a they're a oh, person you don't and, cease to exist when i leave school and b i'm actually getting the sense they care about us and and might miss us a little bit oh that's nice and then, and then, then it's gone. And then, and then you forget <laughs> about him for two weeks. Yeah. The, Fear the Fear charts. charts. Absolutely nothing worth
1: mentioning in the charts, nope. but for the fact that the one new entry on all four charts is virtual golf in at oh, number ten wow. on the Saturn. Oh wow! Stuart Jip's getting excited. <laughs> he's gonna have to change his trousers, isn't he? His yeah, stocking stuffed with virtual golf. <laughs> So I think we'll head straight on over to a Christmas wish, written by Lou Stringer with art by Roberto Corona, Corona. colors by Steve White, and letters by Tom Frame. Young New Tech City resident Richie Rover gets a spider. gets an INSECT GUY costume for Christmas, (laughs) and when he's bitten by a bug a moment later, he's convinced he's got superpowers, and jumps out a window to test them. Luckily, (laughs) Sonic and the Chaotix crew are passing and able to save him, but then he tries to help them in a battle with the fire-blasting supervillain, the Blazer. Sonic saves him from getting fried, and after the heroes defeat the Blazer, they invite Richie to join them in handing out presents at the hospital, to show him, you don't need superpowers to
0: be a hero. Saccharin pish. <laughs> okay, so first of all, now that I see it, yeah, I must have known what this was, mustn't I? <laughs> like, yeah. you've been saying this whole time, Dave, you must have recognized that it was Spider-Man, and yeah, I agree, I, I, I must have, mustn't I? It's there's just no way out <laughs>
1: spider-man it's not even a parody of spider-man it's just yeah. like a mobian dog man wearing a spider-man
0: costume without the web lines on it point one by the way in my notes is interesting that meridian appears to be a mobius where everyone's dogs and pigs and stuff so yeah. I guess that's the they've they've gone with you know what that's the overall rule of this whole comic everyone in the universe is animal people. Well, we've we've seen all the animal people whenever the superheroes were
1: fighting before back in Heroes and Villains. Yes,
0: yeah, so I guess I just didn't take it on board then. But he, well, here we see more of a that one guy like, who just, was a lion. Mm, but but they were heroes. Whereas here we see just a crowd scene. Sonic's walking about in town and there's people walking about. Yeah, and they're just they're, there's carolers and they're a pig and a couple of dogs or something. Dogs um, or
1: something, yeah. Or
0: something that, yeah.
1: The grand Disney
0: ambiguity of is it a dog? I guess it's a dog. Mm, it's mm. got a, it's got one of them noses. Corona's done a lovely job of drawing the establishing shot here of Sonic. He's just having a little ice skate across an icy pond. There's a bridge. There's people on the bridge, just like a couple hugging each other. There's people. Everyone looks yeah. really happy here. It's such a lovely Christmasy scene. I'm
1: joking when I call it saccharin pish. There's nothing wrong with a bit of saccharin at Christmas. <laughs>
0: yeah. But <laughs> yeah, but up to a point.
1: Okay, it's but I don't necessarily want Sonic getting involved in it.
0: Not that we do these in order, but like the last thing that happens in the comic, I have a saccharin-pish comment about. So I'll, I'll I'll say it then. Ah, I guess. okay, all right, okay. I, but yeah, to, to start off with, we have this lovely Christmas scene in this lovely little town and it's just Christmas. No, there's not even anything really like alien about it. I
1: really how white has coloured it as well, where Sonic yes. is the only figure in full colour, and then the whole landscape is in this... Uh... The white mm. of snow and then the, the pink light of sunset, almost. Or I, well It's Christmas Eve, so it must be night time, right? I suppose. Yeah, it must be the evening.
0: It's a bit like how we've talked before about the brave thing to do as a colourist, is to block colour a load of stuff in the background. Oh, yes. This, this is almost like a whole establishing panel of that, but done in a way that's artful. What it does is it shows you what the real skill of Steve White as a colourist is, which the character Sonic the Hedgehog himself does not, really. Mm-mm. Like we've had a few things to say in recent issues about the overly rendered coloring
1: he's used and yeah. made Sonic super shiny and everything, but this is. Do you remember that Echo issue that was set at the uh, North Pole and it was all like pinks and whites and the
0: ice oh, and everything? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it's the same. Yes, mm. yes, because he was the f- all, the whole artist for that, wasn't he? Whereas it just the thing Well, mm. after the first two issues. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'd forgotten that's the same person. I keep forgetting that. Um. And this, so yeah, so I didn't need to have any evidence of that, but this really shows, this is a guy who can colour an entire panel basically pink, but that incorporates so, he's got a big palette that he's using to do pink. That's great. And then yeah, Sonic, the first Santa sighting is that Sonic looks up into the sky and just sees Santa just flying along on his sleigh. Yeah.
1: That's what he sees he's, whizzing, like, he's just commenting that even though he's in a different dimension and on another planet yeah. he's like yeah it's nice that they they do christmas right here snow prezzies carol singers mm. and santa if i'm not mistaken he looks up and sees him whoosh by but of course
0: santa would cross all dimensional boundaries of course time moves with him he's got as long as he needs yeah but you would think that that setup for like later in the seven pages that thing will turn out not to have been Santa. But no, that's Santa. Lou's just gone like, yeah, you got Santa. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just Santa. It's just there. It'd be one thing if it was off in the background. It's the way they dedicate a whole panel over to
0: it. Yeah, there he (laughs) is. And it's lovely. And what it does is it sets this up as something that I genuinely do appreciate, even though it... This saccharine pish, it is. But... It's a proper Christmas issue. Haven't we complained on at least one previous Christmas? We didn't
1: have one at
0: all mm. last Christmas. We were halfway yeah. through the Return of yeah. Chaotix Brotherhood
1: of Metallics story. Yeah. And, and the year before that, it was the Ice Cap Zone two-part right. story.
0: Which is sort of Christmas-y, but it's not. It was Christmas
1: not... vibed, but it wasn't uh. a Christmas story. And then the year before that was the first Christmas story, mm. which was uh, the one where Dr. Robotnik sent a robot with a bomb in it to pretend to be nice at Christmas, and they had a... Yeah. They rave rave raved all night long and uh, (laughs) god that was so long ago it was that was three
0: years ago now and that's the stuff i like i give me that give me disrupt your story put your main story on hold give me a christmas issue i mean that
1: it's okay to do that at christmas yeah like i joke that this i i I feel like this story like this this set of seven pages it goes a bit hard Uh It, it feels like it's trying to do a little bit too much all at once, with the kid who thinks he's a super... Like, like kid thinks he's superhero. You uh-huh. he wouldn't even think it was maybe just that he got the costume and then thought the costume gave him powers, but he also then winds up getting bitten by the insect and thinking, oh, maybe it was radioactive, maybe i have powers, and he yeah. literally flings himself out a window.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. So we've referred to this Spider-Man insect guy. There's a panel where the kid is saying, like, oh, yes, it's, it's like my favourite hero, and you see a shot of what it looks like when he is... canonically swinging around it's a real hero they have in this town yes it's
1: a real hero who lives on planet meridian in new tech city returning to the premise that this is a planet of superheroes Mm. and supervillains which we haven't touched upon since mr shifter and beginning uh, what will run for the next couple of issues this series of it's almost not even fair to call them parodies just thinly (laughs) veiled knockoffs of real marvel superheroes but he's not even in the story is the thing no it's just this one panel of like he just that. swings by in one yeah. panel and the whole thing is about this how this kid who looks up to him thinks he's going to be him no he's going to be spider pup er, sorry he's going to be insect pup do you take
0: <laughs> do you take this panel to be happening now or a flashback no, to no, a time when no, yeah uh, I mean, yeah same um there's not really anything to prove that but that's what i think and it's he's a dog man well he's a man with like dog ear what does he look like? Is it He's a what? man dog, he's one of those things. He's one of those Norman is. There is a comic character that looks like this with the triangle eyes and the little pokey opi ear bits. Cerberus. It might be Cer- I wanted to say Cerberus, is it Cerberus? I'm
1: not hundred percent sure. Well anyway Do you know what's just occurred to me though, this is gonna this is gonna really freak your beans. <laughs> what? Are they supposed to be his ears poking up in the
0: costume, or are they the insect antenna of insect guy? Okay, so if that's my choice, I'm saying the insect antenna because that's what they look like. But why is he? What's the rest of his face?
1: And if you assume they are just insect antenna, can we indeed conclude
0: that a dog man lurks in he's a dog man. mask? Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's just a mat. Like he's a, he. What it? What it? Readers, it's a drawing of Spider-Man. It's a drawing of Spider-Man. Spider-Man is whipping through the town. The only differences, really, apart from subtle ones on his costume that you'd have to really know to, to notice, is that his head is Cerberus. <laughs> and, and, and I guess he's got little, little insect legs coming out of the top of his arm, yeah. which I only just noticed.
1: Yeah, that's it. And he's not doing the fingers to shoot his web from his wrist where his yeah. web
0: is shooting from, because he's even doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So that's what this little boy dog likes. He's got a costume of it. He puts it on. He gets bitten by a random thing. Jumps out the window. And what a great... Like levels of drama on the panel of the mum trying to catch Richie before he jumps out the window. Really? Yeah, a full—that's that's
1: a superhero comic, like full-body mm. action shot pose. Yeah, as she lunges after him, one arm swung back, one arm reaching out for him, barrelling towards the window. Yeah, arse pressed up against the camera. I, yeah, it's a very, it's a very ass
0: picture. That's where the eye goes first.
1: I mean, she's disturbingly shapely this
0: mum. i have to be honest with you for, for a cartoon yeah. dog woman yeah there's a couple of hot babes in this one there's a nurse later on
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um hey notice uh that richie's got all the right posters on his wall he's got a dinosaur dinosaur yeah a, a plane stroke spaceship or a concord or something and I don't know yeah. what the last one is because it's covered up by it. A... Don't know, but he's also got an X-wing hanging from his ceiling as well. Oh yeah, and a robot guy.
1: I, it was the dinosaur in particular that caught my attention. That was just right for the time.
0: It's fantastic, isn't it? And what a good drawing of a dinosaur! And wouldn't you want that poster, but the the real version of it on your own wall? <laughs> <It> looks <laughs> wicked.
1: Anyway, I feel like you were about to say how there was great action and drama in the great shot of the mum reaching for him, which was then immediately
0: undercut. <laughs> he, he, so, right in the middle of the page, with the implication that... that they, mm, I don't know if they left space for it or if it was added afterwards when they realised we ought to add this. Mm. There's a great big message stamped in the middle of the page disrupting everything, spoiling the page, and it's a... Big, jagged speech bubble, starburst exploding out everywhere. STC alert! You boomers know better than to go near open windows, so in no circumstances should this be copied!
1: This is from the same school of thought that changed the bullet in Mr. Shifter's
0: gun to a sucker dart. Oh, you're right there. and Because I was about to say that, like, it's not like we've never seen anything like this before in, in STC. I can't think of an example, but it would feel totally normal to have a little yellow caption box that says, you know, don't try this at home, kids. Yeah. Megadroid. But instead, but you it's... might
1: see that more in decap attack and for mm. comedy's
0: sake. Yeah, but instead, it, it really feels like the government came in with a sticker and slapped <laughs> it down on the page, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> because, but the thing is, they kind of are asking for it with this because he he's not just jumping out of our window; he's jumping out of the top of a high rise tower block. Yeah, he's jumping out of it's at least a fifth story window. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just falls because he's not a superhero he's just a child in a christmas costume he doesn't
1: have spires. he doesn't get nothing it was just an insect that bit him
0: and he falls and he is caught by charmy b
1: oh dee doody deary me good job i was passing by her oh i do dare diddly not want to think of
0: the consequences i alive charmy shut up i do <laughs> dare diddly not <laughs> no oh you're turning into a chaotix (laughs) member to
1: me i'm like oh this doesn't see my only reaction was "Mm, i don't think lou quite has the cadence of how Charmy's diddly should go right (laughs)
0: uh. yes i agree either that or he's been edited because there's something else wrong with this like oh i do dare diddly not want to think of the consequences it's like i dare not want to think of the consequences i do oh i do dare not that do is extraneous I do dare oh, I, And dare is bolded. Yeah. I do dare diddly not want to think of the consequences. There's like an extraneous word in there somewhere and I can't tell which one it is. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I do not want to think of the consequences. Hmm. I dare not think it, it, of the consequences. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do dare but, not But the way they've hyphenated it makes it sound like dare diddly not is one word.
0: <laughs> I would yes, I would have accepted. I do diddly dare not. Or something like that, you know, or I diddly yeah, that do sound dare, right, not. does it? No, but diddly do dare no, no, no that's not bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, okay, we'll have that then. <laughs> Flanders to God, Flanders to God. <laughs> well, as we know, The Simpsons has only just landed on terrestrial TV, so we can't really blame Lou for not necessarily having... No, nope, <laughs>
1: diddly is just a funny word.
0: <laughs> but he's still insisting that he's a super dude anyway,
1: and he wants to join up with Chaotix. And they're like, takes more than a costume. No, no, I'm
0: real on... And then a supervillain just turns up. Okay, yeah, um... I don't care about this. And I do actually, and that's not because, right, despite my Just Blokes line, I do actually quite like the era of comics that this is is a riff on. It's just sure. something about this is like doing the things... One after the other, like, we're doing this kind of comic, so here's this kind of bad guy and this kind of hero, and it's not not really from Sonic.
1: As I say, it feels like there's kind of two stories trying to happen here at once. And one's uh-huh. a Christmas story and one's the stock plot that you've seen in a load of cartoons where the kid wants to help the superheroes out and they wind up fighting a villain. But the way that story typically goes is... Mm-hmm. That the kid is the one who defeats the villain. Yes. Which doesn't happen in Sonic. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly what I'm thinking of. Zach from Turtles. Where what happens here is Sonic runs in, grabs the kid out of the way as the blazer fires a big fiery blast, and then simply, whoosh, super speed kicks a snowdrift up over the guy and extinguishes his flame so SBO and Mighty can two fistedly clobber him into unconsciousness. (laughs) And then they take. Richie off, as I said
0: in the summer, they take Richie off to the hospital to show them that you don't have to have pirates to be a hero. By the way, when Sonic splooshes him with that snow, mm. it's just my these days brain, but it looks to me as if the guy goes "Ah for f- sake! because his <laughs> flame goes out because <laughs> the sound effect is FFF F F S S S S S S". Ah for, f- say. for f- say. Oh, I'm annoyed now. Put me out. Ah, fuck on.
1: So, yeah, it's mixing up that stock plot where a kid proves their worth to the heroes who have pushed him away and the Christmas stock plot where you learn about the true value of humanitarianism
0: uh, doesn't necessarily rely on punching people. Yes, and Sonic finds him sitting glumly round the corner doing a bit of an insect guy no more. <laughs> 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 he, he, there is a bin. His mask isn't in it, but it's, like, draped over the thing he's sitting on. And they take him two so it is nice it is nice it is nice that sonic and the chaotix crew are delivering Prezies to the local children's ward and i see that it is a good ending for the story it is but it feels so that's noted outlaws on the run from the police chaotix hmm It feels so dweeby. I think part of Sonic's popularity was that he was the character at the time that didn't f*** around with this good-for-you stuff. A little bit. He fights robots and runs up walls. It doesn't make us think about the needy (laughs) like everything else. (laughs) Like the stuff that he interrupted did, like Captain Planet was on and stuff like that.
1: I can't argue it. It's nice and Christmassy. Lovely. But yeah, dweeby is a very good way of describing it. Not the sort of territory Sonic usually. This is something Mm. I'd expect Deke Sonic
0: to do yeah but the thing is it's a lovingly drawn like actual children's ward it looks like a human children's ward the kids are i mean they're, they're badgers and pigs badgers and, things, but and dogs and pigs yeah. the way it's drawn the, the actual ward itself is in no way fanciful oh god look at oh no look at the chart on the pig kid's bed Oh,
1: dear. Oh, he's not oh no! doing well at all, is he? No! Well, no, that- no, maybe that's his blood pressure or something. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's good that it's coming down. Maybe something was too high. May-
0: oh, I hope so. It's just that it looks yeah. reminiscent of, you know, the pound when Liz Truss got in. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's good that it's coming down. Maybe he had too much of the bad thing in him. Yes. Let- that's what we'll say. And it's not just his overall health. <laughs> yeah. plunging into the depths. Um, Is that a... Uh- christmas tree advent calendar on the wall even oh yeah could be yeah there's something flappy going on in in the The little doors there oh look no look how good this is look above the clock it's one of those things yeah the little fluffy fold-out bell it's
1: a a bell that
0: you unfold from flat
1: tissue paper fold-out bell thing that you've
0: yeah yeah i don't know what you would call those but yeah there's a (laughs) hot babe nurse hanging out against one of the beds yeah yeah, with a little kid clinging to With a little kid with his thumb in his mouth (laughs) clinging to her leg that's lovely there's a little boy in a wheelchair that Vector, dressed as Santa, is opening his sack to, and he's getting a toy out, a present out.
1: But he's got a Santa hat on, let's speak. Well, yeah, yeah. not dressed as Santa, yeah. beg pardon.
0: What a great panel. What a good artist. I flippin' love Corona. Yeah, it's lovely. Look at the ne- even the next panel, which is just a close-up of Sonic giving a present to a kid. Look at the lovely little lights in the Christmas tree. Don't they make yeah. you feel Christmassy? <laughs> Don't they? Control yourself. Control yourself. I'm going to have to put this Was we record this a little bit in advance. Tree... Yeah, it's only the 5th of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. So I shouldn't really be thinking about putting my tree up, but I am now.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, and um, the present Sonic is giving is a can of flea spray to Richie, Richie to make sure he doesn't have any more fantasies about being bitten by radioactive insects
0: and then he sprays it he sprays it and it kills Insect Man <laughs> Insect Guy yeah sorry yeah <laughs> a very clear and legally distinct superhero <laughs> yeah not a, not a not a letter in common <laughs> well S I yeah all right, whatever uh, Dope yeah. Dash <laughs>
1: <laughs> Missed the joke there where Espyo and Mighty lay out the blazer after his fires have gone on uh-huh. and Charmy goes, crimbly do I thought Boxing Day was too diddly-morrow! Uh, it's a good joke, boxing, it's just like, too like embellished.
0: Boxing. It's it, a good joke. It's an, it, it annoys me, but it's a good joke. To <laughs> <laughs> so
1: diddly-morrow! Leave the jokes to the experts, Charmy, says Espio, possibly rolling his eyes. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a little bit too much from two different types of stories colliding and overlapping in this one
0: yeah it's but like when you get to the end you see what was going on the whole time you need superhero stuff to have this kid thinking well you don't but you've got superhero stuff so it makes sense to have them in this story about the kid who thinks he's a superhero in order to wind up with no no we don't have to do crazy stuff like that at christmas we can do this look here's a nice thing kids you can do this you i guess you can donate to your local children's ward or something Probably. Like, you can't really... I don't know how you're supposed to enact this as a child, but it feels like a message, yeah. doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well what's Sonic say? You don't have to risk your life to be a hero. There are safer ways to earn respect. Mm. Come along with us to the hospital if you really want to do some good. And then and then the little pig boy says, yay for Sonic, Richie, and Chaotix. They're our heroes. I've
0: got it. I know why this feels so dweeby to me. <laughs> it's because this is the sort of thing I expect Mr. T to do. <laughs> Are you and implying wh- Mr. Twee? Mr. Twee! Twi- you- yes, I am!
1: I'm implying that Mr. Twee, he becomes Mr. Twee when he does Mr. this. Mr. Twee is like his dweeby brother. <laughs> it's like Dwayne Dibley of Mr.
0: T. <laughs> I wonder if they would that. Have- but that's, do, do you know what I mean? Can you not picture Mr. T going, like, here's what we should do at Christmas, and, yeah. you're, and you're fools if you don't? And it's like a, a video they put out. I can something. really
1: imagine him reading out the, this dialogue, you know, listen. You don't have to risk your life to be a hero. There are safer ways to earn respect. Way number one stay away from my
0: bins. (laughs) Exactly. And and when he does that, you think that this is a bit dweeby for Mr. T, but he's always at it. (laughs) What are we even talking about? I think we've been on the sherry a bit early.
1: I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of people who are going to get that "stay away from my bins reference. <laughs> Jahan,
0: uh, don't know anyone else. Yeah, Abby, but I refuse to explain it. <laughs> I'm totally going to explain the joke. I love explaining jokes. That was uh, insincere, Dave. There. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway. That might be too much, that. (laughs) (laughs) I I am always worried about making jokes like that and refusing to explain them because being accessible and explaining these corners Uh, of weird 90s nerddom is kind of the thing of the podcast. Yeah.
0: Ah, you're allowed a day off. It's Christmas. (laughs) It's
1: Christmas. (laughs) Right. um, I guess it's fine. Honestly. I just really hate the insect guy thing. Yeah. I think dweeby is a really good way of describing the wrap-up of the thing and looking at it i see i see the components of two separate stories that apart you know probably wouldn't have been any better or more enjoyable to me if told separately because they are such cartoon
0: stock plots so at least mashing them together is something a little different i feel like it would massively increase my enjoyment of this strip if just one drawing was changed and that is insect guy maybe yeah so he wasn't just spider-man a man yeah like what if he was an insect guy like you can have those on planet meridian and like no that's a stupid idea because he's got to be bitten by an insect well he doesn't have to yeah i wonder if if, like if like
1: charmy b finds that like like cultural appropriation (laughs) (laughs) it's a little weird right that on a planet of anthropomorphic animals your superhero identity
0: would be dressing up as another animal right headcanon that picture of Insect Guy is not just a flashback it's totally imagined it's how this kid imagines Insect Guy to look (laughs) it's actually Charmy B and everything else like his costume everything is just like the way that the legend has grown in the popular consciousness people making the costume (laughs) but everything Insect Guy has ever done that was just Charmy and he doesn't Charmy doesn't know Charmy doesn't know it's him he's a fan of Insect Guy as well that'd be a laugh I could get with that that's a good stuff
1: STCO get in touch (laughs) Insect guy was ordinary Norman nerd until he was bitten by a radioactive insect. Come Norman nerd, really? Richie (laughs) Rover is literally a better name than that. Next issue, The Eve of Destruction, which I think is much more dramatic sounding than it actually is because it's just going to be a New Year's Eve story
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: it sounded like it was going to be something super dramatic a big build up yeah. now it's got to just be a new year's eve story right yeah you're right there so we'll see which marvel superhero they're going to parody next
0: issue I'm, I, I'm quite looking forward to it at this stage I don't know I want to see what these parodies are like Oh <laughs> yeah because the, their legend has been built up yeah. so much <laughs> over the
1: course of the last little while of me moaning about them
0: <laughs> yeah that's it yeah it annoys you so I'm looking forward to it <laughs> Graphic Zone Zone. Crimbo Zone (laughs) Oh, this is nice The
1: Crimbo drawings for the Graphic Zone Only a single page, though You don't see it too often But yeah, it's just a single page Graphic Zone, this issue Gotta make room for that big football advert (laughs) That strike advert Same one as last issue Ben Cowling from Hexham in Northumberland has sent in a short fuse singing a little Christmas carol. Jingle bells, Robotnik smells, his bad nicks flew away.
0: Yeah, and it's just a picture of short fuse with a Santa hat on. Yeah, that's all it is. Next one is April Coonan from South Sea in Portsmouth, Mega Drive owner. Something like a song tag winner who has drawn, well, we don't know what she's drawn, but part of it is a Robotnik with a Santa hat on opening his Christmas presents, it's socks, and he's going, not more socks!
1: Laughed. Got a good laugh out of it. It's good.
0: Yeah, which is false, because Robotnik is definitely of the age where he'd love more socks. No, Robotnik. You think Robotnik doesn't wear one
1: single pair of socks that ronk of egg constantly because oh, he doesn't yeah, wash them, and you're that's right the whole thing that he
0: does? He doesn't want socks. He's got them really niffy now. He's built yep. up a good eggy pong on them, so yeah. What, what do we think top right corner can't so, so yeah this is balloon. clearly
1: a big zoomed in section yeah. of a larger image because there's a big pink blob up in the top right with with sonic gloves loosely adjacent mm. to it but i can't tell you know what's going
0: on it's going it. to be someone else opening a present and we can't tell and there's a tantalizing hint of a colorful background like we've no idea what this picture is of april coonan right in tell us but it is by far And not the worst offender of such a thing on this
1: page. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) That comes from Stephen Leyland in Lincoln, who needs to send in his full address so that he may win his hog tags. Wait a minute, hog tags? This isn't right. You get
0: Crayola stampers. This is wrong. Oh, yeah, it even says there. There's mini stampers right there. It says. But they're all listed as hog tag winners. Oh, if I got a letter printed and it said I was a hog tag winner and they sent me a pack of of Crayola stampers. Oh, Oh, I'd be curious. Oh, Pakistan. Yeah, not even crayons. Stampers. Oh. So anyway. I stamp them. <laughs> so anyway, Stephen has sent
1: in a picture of... Um, Who knows? Well, well, the picture that we can see here is a sack. And poking out of it is a teddy bear, a trumpet, and a little, a little Amy. Yes. Uh, with a little note sitting next to it that says, with love. And the caption STC have put on it is, Amy in Toy Town but it is abundantly obvious mm-hmm. from a large blue spike taking up the whole bottom yeah. left quadrant of the image. <laughs> then what, what Stephen has really drawn is Sonic, dressed as Santa with a sack of presents slung over yeah. his shoulder, out of which are poking this bear, trumpet, and tiny Amy doll with love note attached, which
0: SDC have just chosen to completely zoom in on. Yes, it's obviously a tiny detail in the corner of a whole... Pi- How rude? Why did they do it? And what... Wh- Or perhaps I should ask, What's going on with this Santa that makes it not fit for print? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they just wanted to put an Amy image in. We've got a
1: short fuse, we've got a robot name, yeah. we've got an Amy, then the other two images on the page are of Sonic and Tails so maybe they just wanted to put an Amy in.
0: Actually, I didn't notice this, but the, yes that one is in the middle on the bottom row and it's framed, it's bookended rather nicely on each side with the Sonic mm. and the Tails both as reindeer. Yes, what if Sonic and Tails were reindeers? Uh, Sonic coming in from Rory
1: Donaghy in Moy, county Toronto. Northern Ireland and it's it's a reindeer with Sonic's head
0: it, oh, uh, in fact it's a Rudolph of course it's got a red oh, nose red nose of course well same for tails the same oh yes didn't even notice that is if you're yeah. if you're drawing one reindeer you've got to colour that nose you're in red Rudolph, oh, yeah. what so, what otherwise you you've just drawn some deer what are you doing what yeah. even is
1: that yeah <laughs> <laughs> then Rebecca Reed from Newcastle Under Lyme has done tails oh I like this tails doing his best Flintstones creature under the sink impression by staring <laughs> out at
0: the camera and head on a reindeer's body going
2: it's a living
0: (laughs) (laughs) that skyrockets the whole concept imagine if sonic the coke bottle had been saying it's a living
1: (laughs) it's complete nonsense (laughs) it's like she's heard that on the Flintstones and she's just like that's what that and and it's the way that Tails is so specifically drawn looking out at the reader facing head on and it's like Rebecca Reed thinks thanks to the Flintstones that's just what yeah. Guys look
0: at the camera and say. When they're in an awkward situation. That was our childhood's equivalent of, yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> I would say it was our equivalent of just looking at the camera like Jim from The Office. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Jim from The Office always said it's a living every time he did it. <laughs> and speaking of silly
1: nonsense, dude. Steve- <laughs>
0: Shanghai Part Three, written by Nigel Kitching and Richard Elson. Art by Richard Elson. Let ours by Ellen R. Fell. Mr. Frey gets into a punch-up with the mutated sharks, <laughs> but before long his transforming serum wears off and he turns back into Proctor Speckle. Tired of all this nonsense, Captain Plunder dispatches the sharks with his shark repellent <laughs> and after such a long silly day decides to treat his crew by sharing his last box of rum truffles. Only to discover Speckle has snuck off with them. Arr, <laughs> arr, arr,
1: arr, arr,
0: arr.
2: I, it's the same as the last
1: two strips in this serial. It's like, my brain is just screaming, why is Richard Elson drawing this? It's so silly. He likes to be silly. I know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And it's lovely to look at. I love looking at it. But it's like, Great. it's my brain is just conditioned to expect a certain type of story when I see Richard Elson yeah. art. And instead we get... Shark men and, and rum truffles, and Mr. Fry pulls the sail down off, and the fight goes on entirely underneath the sail when it falls on top of them.
0: Yes, Elson manages to um, come up with a way that can happen in real life of the cloud of fights with fists fight. and feet yes, coming out yes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this sail that they're fighting. On. I do like that Mr. Fry at this stage is just totally mates with Captain Plunder already. <laughs> He's just like, I'll sort it out. Oh no, I'll sort it out for you and and he does
1: it's my transforming potion they've been drinking. No, that's still West no, Coast. I can this. I cannot do this in a pirate <laughs> right. story. Okay, okay. okay. we gotta all old, on, uh, got to get I all cool. You to the all. You slag. You slag. You slag. You slag. You slag. <laughs> oh, I'll take care of the sharks. After all, it's my transforming potion they've been drinking. So he almost takes like personal responsibility for the sharks marauding. <laughs> yeah. and he dra- but he drags Simpson along with him for for no good clear reason no
0: there is no reason because yeah there was uh, later on when Simpson goes like I've changed my mind I don't want to help I went back to see if he ever offered his help and he no he
1: just dragged Lion. so the gag is that they fight under the seal until the serum wears off and speckle comes creeping <laughs> out but the fight's still going on and they realize Simpson's in under the seal fighting all the sharks on his own
0: <laughs> I got right I got such a laugh... At, I genuinely, I laughed at Speckle creeping out. And then you turn the page, and Richard has drawn the best tiptoeing away I think I've ever Selvester seen. Sylvester
1: tiptoeing after tweet. He pulls like, mode, isn't
0: he? It's more even than that. It's full Jim Carrey as the Grinch tiptoeing. <laughs> 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 Which is somehow more cartoony than a cartoon. As bloodthirsty pirates go, I do be the very model of
1: patience.
0: But this has gone on long enough. Right. So this is my favorite joke in the whole thing. What he's talking about there is he goes up to a, it says, shark repellent, break glass in emergency. And he, with his hook hand, is smashing the glass. And because of the drama of the smash, you can't see the shark repellent until he pulls it out. And it's a massive hammer. It's a large wooden wooden mallet as large as him. (laughs) And then the next panel is just him.
2: The mallet <laughs> down
1: on top of the sailcloth <laughs> that's flipping brilliant and that's, that's such a good
2: joke
1: <laughs> you know it's not my favorite gag in this my favorite gag in this trip is a slightly understated one where oh, okay. plunder orders the pirates to go in and uh fight the sharks it's at the start first page you go okay, and, okay, uh, okay. and a, a pig pirate says uh, captain they look awful mean and plunder says that be mutiny mr scratchings, <laughs> the,
0: scratchings. the pig is named mr scratchings <laughs> <laughs> this rules what a great little what a good issue actually this is i didn't you know what i didn't really think about it this is a good issue <laughs> yeah is no- it and it sounds like something,
1: to to specifically call him Mister, it's so yeah. piratical. Yeah, it sounds like a good
0: pirate name. You
1: know, like Mr. Smee, it's like something Captain Hook would say. Yes! that's mutiny, Mr. Scratchings! <laughs> anyway, they pull Simpson out of the shark's mouth,
0: because <laughs> they've eaten him. <laughs> Captain Plunder reaches his arm into the shark and drags him out. By the way, here's a thing about Captain Plunder, and here's a thing about Filch, and here's a thing about Simpson, I bet Sega don't own the copyrights to them. I bet Fleetway don't care. I bet it could just do comics of those guys again.
1: I would say... It's probably Nigel and Richard own them. That's what I mean, yeah. It's not really clear, is it? It's a bit confusing. But, but it's almost certain Sega don't. Yeah. In the same way of, as we've talked about before, like where the contracts for making Sonic comics, like with Archie and everything, didn't yeah. have it all be done as like work for hire, where the things they created were automatically owned by the copyright holder. Mm. I feel like Lou Stringer has talked about how, as far as he knows, he owns the copyright to Techno and Short Fuse, you know? So it could well be the case.
0: Do you know what I mean? They're not Sonic. No, they're so much
1: their own thing. You really could do goofy comedy Captain Plunder strips without worrying about it. It's all just like Ken Panders thinks he can do with all of his echidnas, uprooting them and putting them in a new universe, which you can't. No, sorry, Ken. You really could with Captain Plunder. Yep. And all their pie rats or bilge rats or whatever we decided they should be called. Well, only the rats are the bilge rats. There aren't any actual rats, uh, there's like maybe one gather or dogs and pigs this time.
0: Oh yeah, that's true actually.
1: But then, uh, I'm surprised that there are as many of them here as there are, frankly. Because, obviously, the whole conceit of the story at the start was that he was men down and needed to send them out to Shanghai New Ones.
0: Oh, well, perhaps he has, and that's who these guys are. No, they only got the one. That was the whole point. They only got one, and it was Speckle. But never mind. By the way, no further mention of the star post that they've plumbed into the the wheel of the ship. Oh, wait, you can just see it on the last page. Yeah, it was just like an explanation for... uh, yeah, but it felt like a bigger thing to me because, yes, it's just the explanation of why they're able the to meet zone, Proctor yeah. Speckle, but we've established this star post doesn't exist. That's been in the canon. <laughs> There's one, and the Freedom Team had it, and... As I said, I think at the time, it's like, if anybody's going to
1: be able to find one... Yes. I mean, yeah. Robotnik rounded them all up, so it's like, if anybody's mm-hmm. going to be able to, you know, steal one while it's in transit, oh, yeah, have the just connections nip- to... Isn't yeah, they just probably yeah. plundered Robotnik's storeroom somewhere, didn't they? Yeah, maybe it'll come up again and maybe it won't, but it's just a bit of freedom for Captain mm. Plunder stories. Now they can take place wherever. Yeah. And then yes, we end on the gag where once again Proctor Speckles eating all yeah. his good chocolate. It's a lovely
0: little punch. It's brilliant. This, this is th- th- a perfect little three-parter of some silly mucking around. <laughs> oh, and look at the end there. Mm-hmm. Richard Elson mm-hmm. has drawn the final caption that says end, and he's drawn it as a a, yes. a black pirate flag with a skull and crossbones on it, and there's something a little bit... There's something pretty Euro-album-y looking about it, I think.
1: Well, it's actually part of the artwork, you know? It's not lettering
0: yes. or, or yes. anything put on top of it. It's just it's just a little flag that says,
1: End, on it. As Lovely. Proctor Speckle, sitting in the chest of vintage rum truffles, floats away on it, paddling away as he eats the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oi, that scurvy good-for-nothing slime-sucking-bill-drat son of a... <laughs> fades <laughs> off into the distance next issue though next
0: issue though no knuckles is back yeah oh
1: <laughs> from strength to strength eh I never liked these you know I mean I ate them but I didn't love them yeah. Milky Way crispy rolls this is an ad for I think I did I mean I, I ate them they were fine you know when I say I didn't like them come yeah. on it's chocolate and cream and wafer it's like I'd, I'd yeah. eat, but but if you give me my choice yeah it's dangerously close to a biscuit instead of a chocolate bar. You see is the thing.
0: <laughs> oh, what do you do when
1: confronted with a Twix? <laughs> I shun the Twix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> Diddling. <laughs> <laughs> I shunned Twix in situations where it's masquerading as a chocolate bar. I love a Twix when I'm looking for a biscuit. Oh, you couldn't beat a Twix when you want a biscuit. Sure. It's chocolate, biscuit, caramel, all going in at once. When yeah. I pop open a tub of celebrations and I want a nice chocolate, there's a Twix in there. That's a biscuit. Get it out of selection boxes, get it out of celebrations. It is a biscuit. Mm-hmm. masquerading as a chocolate bar
0: it is the liar's chocolate i think we are learning that, and it is my chocolate i love a twig so i am i and we've established i'm a liar on the uh, the owen episode where we're talking about the time when i just lied about why i hadn't gone to class because i've <laughs> been hanging out in the library um i think what we're learning is that celebrations doesn't work and shouldn't exist i agree they keep they, they, they're just like Ban they're, they're, them. <laughs> ban this sick filth!
1: People they are the don't worst like the bounties, one
0: of the four the Christmas chocolate tubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh wait, what's the yellow
1: one? Yellow tub? I don't know. It's not one of the four. Whatever it is, so it doesn't matter. Roses, Quality Street, Heroes, Celebrations. Those are the four. I may
0: be thinking of Heroes, but they're purple. No. Oh. All right, but then I just apologise. And they're the best one. Hang on, let me find out what we're talking about here. What's in a hero's
1: dairy milk?
0: Oh yeah, I, no, yeah. that's that's purple. I'm thinking of something yellow. Okay, but let's see what's in a hero's. Or just tell me if you know.
1: <laughs> no, well, I, yeah, the thi- and this is no, listen. This, this is a pr- this is a Christmas episode, so it's finally time to have this discussion. <laughs> we're keeping this in, are we? Okay, go. Heroes. Yeah. is the best of the four kinds of Christmas sweet tubs for one okay. reason and one reason alone. There is no waste in a tub of heroes. There is no one sweet in a tub of heroes that's left cluttering up the bottom because nobody wants it. You eat everything in a tub of heroes. Crunchy, Uh, caramel, cream egg, dairy milk. What else is in there? Fudge, double-decker, eclair. Eclair is the odd one out. It's a little odd, but I understand the need for a toffee in there. uh You eat it all, there's no waste. Do you know, I don't think I have ever had a double-decker. I don't love the little double-deckers. They're a recent addition to Heroes. They're not the Uh best. They work fine in full-size format, but when you shrink them down, the the ratio gets all thrown off. What is a double-decker? What are the double-decks? Nougat
0: and crispy bits. Like Rice Krispies? Uh, More biscuity, but it's not. That sounds great. I'd be up for that. Do you know what? I've been shunning the heroes, and I don't know why I'm looking at it now. I'm like, yeah, I'd eat any it's of them. down i yeah. you, would eat
1: all yep. of them. It's not like, you know, and, and and I will concede, before I start mm-hmm. getting the angry letters in, mm-hmm. that there are sweets within a Roses or a Quality Street that I may consider superior individually to any individual hero. Oh, yes. But as a unit, there's simply mm-hmm. no waste in a tub of heroes. I could eat a whole right. tub of heroes myself
0: what you're doing here is a review of an album as an art form rather than the singles that came out of it yes exactly (laughs) so when my
1: mommy asks me what kind of sweets she should Uh, get me for
0: christmas it's miniature heroes i think sorry to say this chris but i think you'd get my crunchies because i'm not into honeycomb some people don't like crunchies they're
1: strange
0: people but some people aren't honeycomb's an odd texture for me i'm not a big malteser fan don't know what to do with them. They're not. They don't. I don't crunch right, so I don't want to crunch them. But you can't, you can't. Even I couldn't suck a Malteser. Well, surely you could suck an individual Malteser. Well, I, I look. I do, but as an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, but you know that like the Maltesers
1: in celebrations and the Crunchies in heroes are the same, where they're not just a single rectangular Malteser or small Crunchy They're go on. They're little bits within a block of chocolate they're little tiny bits dappled within within a block.
0: oh that changes do you know what i think what we're learning here is i've never had a tub of heroes and i think i'm gonna have to get it this is the christmas this is the christmas
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about this so seriously <laughs>
0: I take this seriously. I'm a quality street man. I think it must have been... Yes, I was going to say, you strike me as a quality street <laughs> man. That's what I was going to
1: say. <laughs>
0: that, but it, is that based on anything or do you think I've said it before? No, I just... you. It's just mm. the sense I get off you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think Christmas 95, possibly 94, was the first time... Well, I mean, I used to be allergic to chocolate before. And um, I got my first box of Quality Street to myself. Not that it was my mum's and I had a couple oh. of. You know, for my own. And I, it was down the side of the chair, and there we would be sitting watching, I don't know, let's say Wallace and Gromit or whatever. Reach over the edge of the chair, chocolate in the mouth. Bliss. Oh, so yeah, ever yes. since then, I've been a Quality Street man. I, I, I dearly love them. The and thing
1: I'm... I'll always give Quality Street is they have a good range. <laughs> you know, they've got the toffee panty in there. Mm. You know, and they've got the fruit
0: cream. And they've got the chocolate. And you get a bit of fudge. You, is it fudge you get, or is it something There's a fudge, fudge in Quality Street. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The only trouble is that I'm all of a fuss and a bother, because the last time I bought myself a box of Quality Street, which was a few months ago, it wasn't... something was wrong. They changed something. And I can't remember what, but it was like, that ain't quite it. <laughs> See, I'm heroes. I have three
1: brothers, as you know, and then I'm number one. And then the second one, he's, he's a roses man. Number three, he's a quality street <laughs> guy. I can't oh. remember what number four is. To oh, honest.
0: your parents must have to keep a chart.
1: <laughs> spreadsheet It is this. It
0: has taken until within the
1: last couple of years for me to properly drill in that it's Heroes, please.
0: Ha! <laughs> you were left off the spreadsheet. reason. What do you say about this? What if all of those were purchased and then pooled? What then? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what what would science have wrought Sick then? Sick filth! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: You could be reaching in there and pulling any old thing out! You could. And saying, what a good boy am I. You wouldn't have any sense of what was gonna come. That's like those Ravels adverts where they used to advertise them and watch out,
0: you don't get the bad one, everybody hits! Yeah, they should just not have put that in, though. (laughs) Yeah!
1: If, If your entire advertising slogan is, this is the bad Ravel, take that Ravel out of them!
0: Yes. None of which is what this is an advert for.
1: (laughs) No, I was going to say, need to get back to the advert, which is for Milky Way Crispy Rolls, which uh, were a kind of thing Milky, new, they're new now, this is why they're being Mm. advertised. It was instead of a Milky Way, which British audiences know is simply a bar of light, fluffy nougat surrounded Mm. in chocolate, but which I believe in America, Milky Way
0: is the name for what we would call a Mars bar. Mm. has caramel in mm. it in america i think they have a mars bar and that's something else again i'm not not sure though
1: yes i'm not sure what the american mars bar is but the american three mm. musketeers is very much mm. like our milky way right
0: none of which none of yeah. this is an advert for so
1: milky way crispy <laughs> rolls were instead of a
0: rectangular bar it was two long tubes of of thin fingers yeah. as i recall like thinner than a thi- i'm tempted to say thinner even than a chocolate finger, but then that may just be because you're expecting something more like a Twix out of a packet, you know? But
1: uh, yeah, they were a tube of wafer, crispy wafer, filled with Milky Way fluffy innards, Cream. and then surrounded by chocolate.
0: And I don't think they lasted long. Oh, I know. I think they were around for a good while. Oh, they, they could be around now, for all I know. They could be, for all I know,
1: yeah. But as I say, they're a biscuit pretending to be a chocolate bar. So Mm. I don't don't hold no truck with them when I want a chocolate bar. Anyway, the conceit of this ad is Nightmare number one. Your kid sister wants to play. And it's an image of a stroppy-looking child uh, in dungarees looking up at you. And I guess the idea is that this is a situation in which you would make a break for it. And that sentence with little cartoon legs coming off of every letter sneaking and or running away and it's break because mil- like i guess a milky way crispy rules snap you can break the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they, yeah, they're yeah. crispy so they make a snap when you break into I them gu- I, guess. I
0: guess i don't remember that being a particular thing the selling point of or is it know. or is it that it's like a break like because they used to say a break for like have a break have a kick cat wait that was because you break Kit cats i never thought of that before yeah <laughs> i never thought it was of a that double before. meaning Chris, I've got some news for you. Um, I've just Googled Milky Way crispy rolls and I found an article from this year lamenting that they had disappeared off shelves. So it looks like they lasted until April of 2022.
1: Right up until we started talking about them.
0: Yep, pretty much. So we could have been eating we could have been chomping on these the whole time. We didn't even know they were still available. That's how little we cared about these things. You're all right, you keep them, mate.
1: Anyway, it's not a very good ad. Not for a not very good chocolate type. So let's move on. It's Sonic 3D! Yay! Sonic (laughs) 3-D, as it's chosen to be written out here, which is not the name of the game, but
0: never mind. Never mind. Yes, it's interesting that they're just calling it Sonic 3D. Like, I know it's subtitled Flicky's Island, and because of the difference between that and in America it's called Blast, mm. I know we're supposed to call it Sonic 3D colon Blast or Sonic 3D colon fl- I always just called it Sonic 3D, and, yeah. and sort of Flicky's Island strikes me as sort of like set on Flicky's Island, and Blast just strikes me as like, I don't know, kapow, nothing, just like, buy this. Mm, blast processing. Yeah, just a little bit of flavor. But yeah, we only called it Sonic 3D yeah, anyway. Well, well, we did, I guess. But I maybe Americans do
1: call it Sonic, Sonic 3D Blast. Because that, that's a that's a, a full name rather than... Rolls off it's not Sonic Better. 3D Colon Blast. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Anyway, I love this review. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not for the right reasons. Ah. But <laughs> um, it's just so... It's such... It's... Mm. It's all a collection of lies wrapped in a great truth. <laughs> where Chris Jones talks about how sonic 3d pushes the mega drive to the limit squeezing every last drop of power to produce an innovative game that really is the best sonic game <laughs> produced and i'm like
0: come on mate dave and i like it and even yeah. at the time we didn't yeah, yeah. think that about it like you know no definitely not we did notice didn't we that there was a little bit of weariness in the reviews for sonic and knuckles like mm. as if as if they're as if, yes, just it's just more of the same yeah sick of that sort of thing and this does appear to maybe to a grown-up who maybe doesn't get sonic games to be the next step the next advance in what a sonic game can be and i sort of felt that way in a sense at the time but it do- it doesn't replace the real stuff yeah but the truth in
1: which these lies are wrapped is the statement the repeated statement that it may be the final instalment yeah. in the series? That's yeah. how he closes out the review, and then in the Raves and Graves box, it's the Graves are tears of farewell for Sonic on the Mega Drive? Question mark? Yeah,
0: and I'm like, it was actually. Yeah, in in retrospect, it, you almost want to say like it had already happened.
1: Yeah, because this isn't a real Sonic game. It's not a real God Sonic love game. it, which we do, but yeah. it ain't.
0: Yeah, love it. I, I, I love it so much that when the chap who made it did that director's cut with all these fiddly changes to it, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it as it is. Leave leave it alone.
1: <laughs> Put it back as was. Well. Thanks, it's nice. yeah. grind.
0: God, I've not played it in so long. I was going to stream it last night. Because, cause, so I have this thing, right? Because I got it in November, when the weather gets like this and the temperature gets like this, I desire in my soul to play sonic 3d and i usually <laughs> yeah. do actually stream it in october or november um and this year i didn't and last year i did well i mean we've just started november now so i still intend to i might do it tonight like, give me a shout when you do i'll i'll, yeah. I'll you want hop on. on the mic yeah. yeah yeah we did do this and you can see it on my occasionally used gaming channel Bulma Boops Buttons on YouTube, Uh, it's under the title STCTP Plays Sonic 3D, of course, and the conversation in it, because of the time when we played it, is largely about our initial reactions to the new Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers. So if you're wondering what we think about that, then that's where you can find it. Expect
1: the unexpected in this game. Rumor has it a secret ending exists.
0: Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> but that's left for you boomers to find out. Well, there are two endings. Well, I suppose, yeah. There's a bad ending if you don't collect all the Chaos Emeralds. Yes. But of course, nobody has ever seen it. Yes, because there's the special
1: stages are so easy in Sonic 3D that you've never failed
0: one. You literally just walk down a road and pick up the Chaos Emeralds at the end of it and that's it. You do have to jump over spikes, but yeah... It's a, it's a bad version of the
1: Sonic 2 special stage. Yeah. Uh, the the head-on uh, yeah. tube, except you're on a rickety rope bridge and there are spikes you jump over. And it's like, Sonic 2, there were just
0: enough rings sometimes, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah. spread out. But, but there were no shortage of rings in the Sonic 3D no, special you're not stages. losing.
0: You're just simply not losing a level of this unless you are really stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't think, as you say, that I even realised that the final boss, when you fight Robotnik in that no, black no. void on those glowing purple platforms, I didn't realise I'd unlocked that in any no, way. Absolutely and I no think idea. there was one time I played the game and I didn't get all the emeralds, maybe mm. just because I was mucking about or whatever and I yeah, couldn't yeah. be bothered. Because there can be a pain in the hole to actually get into the special stages sometimes yes because the way you get into the special stages in sonic 3d is you um Knuckles and Tails are in the level and you have to go and give them 50 rings, isn't it? Mm. I always, I liked that they did; they were stackable. Like you could go and bank 10 rings yes. with Tails and then come back to him with another 20. You didn't have to have yeah. all 50 all at once to get in. And sometimes, you know, you could see them behind a wall, mm. but you couldn't figure out how to get there. So you had to go and look around to find out the cannon yeah. that would blow you over the obstruction to get into where they were. One time I did play it and didn't get all the emeralds and <laughs> the boss didn't happen. And I was like, what the f- <laughs> did I realised that oh, yeah. I guess I was unlocking that secretly all <laughs> yeah. along.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, now the real ending, the the good ending, it confirms what I always thought it should be. It says that the island is called Flicky Island, not Flicky's apostrophe Island, which is a stupid name. I mean, it's the island of the Flickies. It's a perfectly good description of the island, yes, but I think so its, it's named. The name it should of be it. Flicky yes. Island. Speaking of stupid names, the names of the zones are all wrong in this review. They must have been playing an unfinished build. I thought they were, but I couldn't be bothered to go and look it back up. <laughs> I looked it back up. What they call the Snow Mountain Zone is called Diamond Dust. Um, yes. The Chemical Plant Zone, which is just a name from Sonic 2, they're probably yeah. referring to Gene Gadget there. Uh, and then that, then they stop. Yeah. <laughs> so they got the two names wrong, but still. Oh, There's a significant name drop in this review, but is it deliberate? Look on page one. Final paragraph. Read us that final paragraph. Oh, yes, of course. The game is
1: inspired by themes from Sonic's previous adventures, and there's even special guest appearances by Knuckles and Tails. One thing is certain. Evil Eggman Dr. Robotnik Mm. is back, and he must be stopped.
0: It's just a description, but did they know that it was also his name?
1: I'm sure they did not. Probably not, no. (laughs) For to be an Eggman is obviously a part of British popular culture, thanks to the Beatles.
0: Oh, you're right. Of course the generation above us had their own Eggman, didn't they? Yes. I forgot. And his name yes. was Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> no, the walrus was Paul. <laughs> Flickies are the birds and rabbits that robotic has captured throughout the series of Sonic. No, but I feel like STC made that mistake recently, before, and we called him up on it then. Doesn't ring a bell. Someone did. I got Sonic 3D
1: for Christmas this year. PlayStation next year, Earthworm Jim 2 last year, but Sonic (laughs) 3D this year. The first Christmas I got a Sonic game for Christmas since Sonic 1.
0: Oh, what a lovely Christmas present to get. And obviously that's why I think it's good. Yes. Well, I hope my mum wasn't like, oh no, when I bought it with my own pocket money just a couple of weeks before Christmas. I hope she hadn't already got it. Uh, well, Dave, perhaps yeah. your diary can tell us what you did get for Christmas.
2: I have a bad case of diary. I have a bad case of diary. I have a bad case of diary. I have a bad case. Okay. Uh,
0: this of course listeners is the diary zone in which i throw open my actual teenage diary from the time the current issue was released and we find out what was going on in the actual life of just such a person as might have been reading stc at the time and we know that because he was and he's me there's not a lot in the diary uh this time because it's all taken up with uh anticipating christmas five days till christmas four days till christmas saturday the 21st of december well christmas is just around the corner stroke over the yes. waiting is killing me. Sunday the twenty-second. I'm still waiting. Monday the twenty-third. Christmas Eve. Eve. <laughs> wrote the second stage death egg boss chapter in Angel Island Adventure. My um. Sonic and Knuckles story. Remember that being mentioned? Yes. I remember it coming up last time? No idea what that is. Christmas here. Yeah, Twenty-fourth. Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas is no longer in days' time. It's hours now. Oh, I'm getting her. A... So, the thing is, there are some things about our history that we share with one another online that I think are exaggerated or that don't line up with personal experience. Like, um, we've talked before about how uh, American-centric nostalgia on the internet is, haven't we? And uh, it's it's all written by the Americans, and so we're like, well, no, hang on, we didn't have a video game crash. And, and, And one of those is that I don't know what it was like in other schools, I don't know what it was like in other friend groups, but for me personally, there really was no such thing as the console wars. Sure. And so this was the year that I got my SNES.
1: Outrageous. Get the
0: And I'm worried that you're going to kick me off the podcast. (laughs) 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 I'd been playing on my Amiga, right? And um, there was a game that came on a disc, a floppy demo disc on a magazine... Called, I want to say, Legacy of Sorosil. Or, Speris Legacy. Those are both real Amiga games. I can't remember which one it was. But the one it was, was an, I now recognize, a ripoff of Link to the Past on the SNES. Ah. And as I was playing that, I was like, Oh, I'd quite like to have a SNES, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've never really... Uh, ooh, Oh. Oh. But then the final straw was when I was playing Sonic 3D. And you get to the special stage, and the music goes... And that made me think, that's a little bit like... And now I was starting to get a little bit obsessed with having a SNES. And so I looked into it. Um, we, I, I went to game, to, and while I was, you know, just as you do, and while I was in game, I saw the SNES pack that was available at the time. And it just grabbed my little lapels and shook me around and said, Dave!
1: Bye! buy me buy me
0: because what was available that christmas the pack you could get that christmas Mm. was super nintendo entertainment system Mm -hmm. with Mm. mario all-stars and mario world on a single cartridge packed in with it the mario pack and it had mario on the front and it had mario on the back and it and on the back was all the characters and with little character profiles here's princess Toadstool. Toadstool Here's- back then, Yeah, I nearly stumbled there. Here's Princess Toadstool. Here's Toad. Here's Luigi. Here's Mario. Little line about who they are. I just remember being like, Oh my God! Oh God!
2: Oh Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> I'd already been a Mario <laughs> fan. Like when when my Amiga friend, before he had an Amiga, he had a NES. And we used to play on Mario and got well into it in 1992, just before STC came out and I mm-hmm. went on to being a, a bigger Sonic fan and um now i could have all those games because i never got a NES. i could have all those games and so that that was my christmas but it was better than that though because yes i got that for christmas but also mum got yoshi's island as well Ooh, a mario filled christmas what more could you i mean there's there's nothing more you could wish for in 1996 it, that's it that that's everything it was amazing it was amazing! Now, I've also... There's not much to say. I've just drawn, like, a sort of double-page spread of, of me playing with things and um, drawings of Santa and so on. So There's not much to read out. And, of course, it's Christmas Day, which is technically it's the day after this issue spreads to anyway, but we've got to mm-hmm. cover it this issue. You've got to uh, cover it. It's a Christmas issue. Yeah. Um, so I listened to the tape, because that's what it says. It says, why not listen to the tape? So I did. And I wasn't very impressed with the tape. You didn't do a good job that year. No, I'm I'm getting too old for them. My voice is broken a little bit. Thank God, it's not (laughs) it's not all the way broken, but my voice I sound like a annoying belligerent teenager now. Like, and I don't sound grateful. I'm like, yeah, thanks, cool. This is the Snes pack, so it's got this and this and yes, it's my cool Mario Snesy thing that I wanted, which is Ruly, because it has not only. Eh? Hey. Oh, Andrew's got all his Playmobil stuff. Which She's nice. What's this? Oh, yes, it's Yoshi's Island. I now have all the SNES Mario games. Well, the decent ones. Yes. Yes, so this was 97%. And the other one were 98 and 97%. So, like, we're talking cool. And I'm just... I'm just okay, Because before, you definitely sounded very genuine and very grateful on all your <laughs> tips that you um, But it gives me some insight into some other stuff that we got that year. um My brother got me <laughs> one of those puppets that were all the rage at the time, where you have like an actual marionette cross and you're mm-hmm. turning left, right, and it's like a, a sort of hairy mammal bird thing and its legs walk in an amusing way. Mm, That rings a bell, You know the one there was a a sketch in Big Train where one's walking down the street and all the men are perving over it like it's the 60s. Remember that? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) in a the most Dave like leaving Dave behind leaving Dave leaving behind if it's happening if this is it happening the Dave of the past is getting left behind but but no he's still there mum still sees him because I got and was very excited to get <laughs> Smurfs pajamas. <laughs> it's it's it might be worse than that. It, you're not going to be able to guess because you won't go far enough. If I was to say <laughs> what would be the the most like annoying that I'm an alien guy like Dave present to possibly get okay, for Christmas. Remember, mm. I've already got a rubber chicken. This is like a, it's like that. You won't Shoe go far people enough. people cutlery. <laughs> How the hell did you come up with that? I don't know, but you have to admit it's quite close. I got... I can can scarcely even say it out loud. A gun that when you shoot it, a sign comes out that says bang. My God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little
0: speechless. I didn't even really think that was a real thing, you know? I don't know that it was until I got one. I think that's what manifested them into real life. It's, I might as well have got, you know, like a, like a, a boxing glove that comes out on a... In <laughs> a spring, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my Christmas. And, what a, and listen, it was a very happy Christmas. Clearly. I had such a wonderful time. In myself, I felt like little Dave did on Mega Drive Day. But I just didn't feel the ability to express it anymore. I was too old and grouchy now. Not grouchy. I wasn't being grouchy. But my way of it... We noticed this in my nephew uh, last Christmas or maybe a couple of Christmases ago because he's this age. And the, and it's exactly the same. They go from like, yeah, to like, oh, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? When what they mean is, yeah! When they open a present, they mean, them, <laughs> yeah! And what they say is, oh, yeah, one of them. It's mm-hmm. great, thanks, yeah. And that's what I was doing. And it's... I don't, I don't like myself on this tape. I don't sound grateful and I hope my mum knew that I was. Maybe by the fact that I did literally nothing else until school started again. Like, but be one of my sneds. That was all I was doing.
1: <laughs> I trust these attitudes are long behind you now and you're about to go and
0: yeah! yes! Whenever you crack open a present. <laughs> it haunts me, you know. Every, like, every Christmas, my mum will give me something and I'll open it and I'm like, I'm observing too strongly how I respond because I'm not going, yes! Because... That, it isn't, yeah, like, I'm not getting yes stuff anymore. I'm a grown-up. I mean, let's let let us be honest. Yeah.
1: We love our mums and dads, yeah. okay? But when you get to be our age, yeah. the presents that they get you don't cause you to go, yes, anymore. My brother bought me yeah. the Sonic the Hedgehog Death Egg Robot set where you hit <laughs> it in the chest with yeah. the rubber Sonic and it springs and the arms blow off last Christmas. Yeah. And I tore that open, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) My mum got me socks and shirts and a a
0: tub of heroes. And I was very happy
2: to have
1: them.
0: That's the thing. You are in yourself going, yes! But that's not appropriate for a shirt. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And that's fine. You know. (laughs) But you do worry that your mum thinks you didn't like it enough. And yeah, that this is the year that that started. If you don't like it, I can take it back. It's alright. Oh, oh, my heart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was a quick stab in there. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Yeah, no. Now, now, my mum doesn't say that, but... <laughs> but you know it's true. Yeah, and Abby's mum does. And she's and she even goes like, look, I've got the receipt. Got the receipt. Oh, that's, that's the worst one. We know you have the receipt. <laughs> you don't have to show... Sometimes she'll give us the receipt. It'll be in the present. And it's like, no. if you need to take it back. And you're like, Mom!
1: Let me try it on first. It
0: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've got for you. And that's, that's the diary. It was Christmas. Oh, and... Uh, sorry, I ought to finish the word. It was Christmas, in case our readers think that I was going to say. It was Christmas feeling. Uh, which <laughs> I The Legend of Mr.
1: Cuddlebunny, Part 3, written by Nigel Kitching and Richard Rayner, art by Nigel Kitching, and letters by Ellie Deville. Mr. Cuddlebunny decides to give Mr. Twitch his hat so he can claim his fortune, but Chuck's not having it and uses his head to knock the hat into the fireplace where it goes up in flames. Mr. Twitch and Mictosis leave empty-handed, but there's a silver lining for Professor Stein, as it turns out that in all the years Igor was keeping Mr. Cuddlebunny prisoner, he's written hundreds of new
0: stories for the prof to enjoy, and he wants to stay and write more! It's nice that uh, Nigel included an STCTP reference here on the first page. Look, there's a drawing of you there, growling through your moustache and going, What is this? I don't understand. What is this? I don't understand.
1: He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It all comes together in the
0: end, I have to say. Uh, I love the line all blue-hatted rabbits look alike to most people <laughs>
1: yes like that because that's that's a payoff to the whole gag where it's like the idea that whoever wears the hat gets the cuddle bunny fortune <laughs> yeah. and and head goes you'll never get away with it and mr twitch goes sure we will all blue-hatted rabbits look alike to most people
0: <laughs> and that's all I need you know just to make the whole just highlighting the silliness of the whole thing yeah i i do you know what i did feel it on on this page, I felt it. I was saying to myself, like, either it's exactly what it seems to be, which is a load of daft nonsense, or else it's references we're missing. Either way, it's funny to me, but I'm like, yeah, okay, this is weird, isn't it? <laughs> the way there's so much stuff going on, they're like, okay, so here's what's that's going all, on. That's
1: all, it is, that's all my only complaint has ever been, you mm-hmm. understand? It's just that there was... So much stuff happening on top of one another. Yeah. In ways that didn't seem to relate to one
0: another for a while. You've got this shaven hamster who's like, okay, I'm doing this bad plan... With my big rabbit that I've brought in. And what it is, is I'm getting the hat of the rabbit who used to write books yeah. in one throwaway reference in a strip of several months ago. And I've been locked in the tower. Oh, the and... rab- he's been locked
1: in the tower. And it's just a massive coincidence that he's escaped on the exact same day that Mr. Twitch and Mixie McDosis have come to the castle <laughs> looking for his hat. Now, I understand that
0: I still like that because I, I don't know, I just like this. its I suppose it's veering towards... The Pirate STC amount of things we're expected to take in at once. No, look, no, you can't compare this to Pirate <laughs> STC.
1: The incoherence of Pirate STC was the point.
0: Mm, okay. That's never
1: been the point with Decap <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. But it's all, but by the end of this, it does all make sense. Ah, there we are then. That's all right then. You know, it was
1: coming back around. I said last time, it was, it was really just the first mm, part, mm. to be honest. Where a bunch of stuff sort of happened all at once without any explanation or context.
0: Where do you measure the point at which you go, oh, this makes sense now? Cause... Probably last issue, to be honest. Nope. And,
1: and and with the final capper being, they're like, yeah, this hat thing is very silly, actually, isn't it?
0: Bit right. About,
1: yeah, all rabbits wearing hats look mm-hmm. the same.
0: So, right, so it's just the acknowledgement that that thing about the hat doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. That you, you wanted to make sure Nigel knew that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I do laugh here, you know. So once
0: Mr. Twitch has
1: explained everything, so I mean, whenever the story begins with the professor going, What is this? I don't understand. It's fair yeah. to, you yeah, know, to yeah. have, that, have that issue. And then Mr. Twitch explains what has been going on, and the professor instructs Chuck to throw them out of the castle, and that kicks off a fight. And what a fight! And, uh, <laughs> I'll pull your trusses up and your ears. And then Chuck. Uh, headbutts myctosis and <laughs> myctosis was ah right on me grunions.
0: <laughs> i wonder what a grunion is well i looked it up <laughs> trussocks is a picturesque wooded valley in scotland <laughs> well it's obviously supposed to sound like trousers, though and grunions are a kind of californian fish so not even scottish it's just a funny sounding word it just sounds that, that well but that's that that's
1: so much of these decap attacks since they started having uh, less plot and more silliness <laughs> have been rooted in. That's just a funny thing to say. Yep. Me, I, me, me in Macclesfield from a couple <laughs> of episodes ago. It's just, just funny sentences. And Mr. Bunny says, Oh, well, if you know, this will make you happy to have my hat and my fortune, then you can have it, you know, and then Chuck throws head at the hat, head skims in underneath, winds up with the hat on his head, and then lands in the fireplace where it goes up in flames. It's nothing but ashes, cries Mr. Twitch. I'm a little singed myself, if anybody cares.
0: I had to put the comic down to laugh when he <laughs> lobbed head and he landed in the fire. It's the fact that he... You know why? Because there's a reason for him to lob head. Yeah, it could, it will be absolutely fine on its own with yeah, the fact that it's to straight get the hat, in the fireplace. But then he just lands in the fire and the face he does. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs>
1: And then I love how that's just like the immediate right story's over because (laughs) Head hops out of the fireplace with the hat crumbling to ashes around him and then the very next panel is a hard cut to Mictosis and Mr. Twitch walking down the path outside the castle. I
0: suppose this means I don't get paid. (laughs) That's it. Story over. They leave. Done now. (laughs) And then we finish off with just a little wrap-up where Stein finds out that Mr. Cuddlebunny's, you know, now he knows he's been in the tower the whole time and it turns out that he's loved it up there, because he's written loads of books. I completely relate to Mr. Cuddlebunny here. I said this in... And <laughs> you was just want to be locked up in a tower. I think it was writing. part one where I said this. What I am looking for in life is a tower to disappear into so I can write loads of books and nobody bother me. That's what he's done. Is what he wants to do. I'm completely on board and in agreement with Mr. Cuddlebunny here. 643
1: new Cuddlebunny stories. And it's all thanks to my dear friend Igor i love it here so much. I'd like to stay. Excuse me. but well, I have the urge to go and throw myself into the moat. <laughs> Next issue, The Hungry Guest. The Hungry Guest. Maybe it's a New Year's story. Who knows? Or maybe it's some ah, kind of... Se- yes. I mean, Decap hasn't done any kind of seasonal stories. We mean except Halloween. And I think it's prime oh, yeah. material to do a silly, silly yeah. Christmas story about, so... And we'll see if they do one next year, maybe. Oh, I hope they do. Yeah. so zone. Q
0: zone. I will say this. So what we've got once again is more Sonic 3 revisited, and we've established that at least some of it is actually revisited. These are reprints of reprinted, yeah, for Sonic 3 that they already ran before. Um, this time it's the bosses, and they managed to get through one zone? Hydrocity yeah, zone? Yeah, well, just Hydrosity like it was the zone? Angel Island zone last issue. Yeah, and this issue it's the hydro city <laughs> so there's a there's a flipping misprint here no uh, oh. top of the second page never one to give in robotnik is back with an even dealier water machine Ooh, deely deely do ever's a deely uh, <laughs> Oh, you. charmy v got into the edit room that the, he's back with an even diddlier machine <laughs> <laughs> um i will say this and it's all i've got to say about this it is Quite nice to have a bit in the middle of STC where we'll reliably see Sonic 3 screenshots. It, in a sticker album sort of way, you know? It's just like, hey, do you remember this? When we're talking yeah. about the death of Sonic
1: on the Mega Drive over there in the mm. center pages in the review zone? It's yeah. nice to be reminded when it was good. Yeah. Even though the sheer cheek of still spending two pages <laughs> is an issue of just like pure reprint content. When nobody... they could
0: be doing Sonic 3D tips now.
1: And now we'd want that and that'd be good. I don't think, I don't believe for a second that anybody at the STC offices has played through enough of Sonic 3D to write a guide
0: for it yet. No, but they could have had a go, couldn't they? It's not that hard. I don't know, David David Gibbon couldn't get to the Doomsday Zone, so, you know. (laughs) He'll have no idea there's a final (laughs) boss.
1: And next issue, it's the Marble Garden Zone,
0: so I guess they're going to keep
1: on zone by zone. We'll see how long it takes them to get to the end of this, then
0: we bid the Q-Zone farewell. yeah. Are they going to bother with Sonic and Knuckles, do you think? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: uh, back, back is you, zone. Yeah, the back back issues,
0: Tracking zone. Yeah. <laughs> all you want for Christmas is a complete set of STCs.
1: Yes, it's a, it's a return of the old back issue zone. Mm, um, well,
0: it's the final bow out of the back issue well, zone. Well, so
1: they claim. Oh. I don't know. I mean, they. I'm sure they said that the last time, to be honest. Uh, like, if they don't sell
0: all of these now... Yeah.
1: What are they going to do, you know? They're not going to just keep them running and try and sell true, them off again next
0: time. Okay, that's true. But they are going hard on it. Massive back issue sell-off. Last ever opportunity to buy. Offer ends Tuesday, the 31st of December 1996. That's a lie. They'll sell you it whenever. They-
1: now, now, hang on. They're going in so hard that, I mean, I feel like you put too much excitement into the read of that line. Why? Because it all just ends in full stops. There's not an exclamation mark to be seen. Massive back issue sell-off. Last ever opportunity to
0: buy offerance Tuesday, 31st December
1: 1996. <laughs> buy okay. it or don't. Whatever.
0: <laughs> okay, but the fact that it's final, final, final warning yes. suggests to me that they're just going to pulp them. Perhaps. That's the day the skip's coming round. uh, (laughs) uh, That'll be it. Christmas is coming and you've been pining over that
1: missing issue.
0: Pining, pining like a pine tree, like like a Christmas Christmas
1: tree. tree. Well, here's the opportunity to send your misery packing, packing like you pack a present, like a Christmas present, present. by simply selecting the (laughs) issue or issues of your choice, provided they are not sold out. Fill in the form on this page,
0: send it I'm pretty sure neither of those are deliberate jokes. (laughs) No, absolutely no. We're just having
1: fun at this point, you know. Please note that the publishers Eggmont Fleetway Limited Egg Egg like Eggnog Limited like the most popular toys for Christmas are limited in their availability. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, um, it goes back as far as issue seven. The first six aren't available. Yes. And then it's it's just kind of a scattering. There's a scattering of issues. sold. almost all of the 30s are out of print. Only 33 oh. remains. And most of the 60s. But then there's a fairly decent smattering of uh, 20s, 40s, 70s, and 80s mm.
0: left. But they're pretty clear about the fact that, like if we don't have it, we'll give you something else. Like, if you write one we haven't got, then we'll just give you another one that we have got. it's like, well, that might not be the one that I want. That might be one I've already got. But the thing I can't help thinking about is, next to, in the coupon you can fill in, next to what issues you want, you can write how many copies of it you want. Yeah. And there's no, it's not cross one out. It's not like one or two. You can write 900 in there if you can fit it. They'd be grateful of it. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. So the thing is, there's no indication of what they've got other than what issues there are they might have one copy of issue seven or they might have 103 copies of issue seven and so it's very like you've got to get right on this the second this issue comes out if you've got ones you're looking for you've got to get straight on it otherwise you're not likely to get the one you want they're going to substitute
1: otherwise i'm afraid we
0: don't have any of that left little old man started out so nice and now he's the emperor (laughs) you'll find this issue quite
1: so quite unavailable by the time your coupon arrives
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is right what if so let's say you write (laughs) let's say you write in that you want issue 14 right and the the previous person has just got the last one of that so they substitute it for something else and then the next person writes that they want the thing they substituted it for. They don't get it because you've got it and you didn't want it. But they've sent it off. Now, it's a muddle and a mess
1: is what you get. Well, you, it makes you wonder just legitimately how many people could possibly be sending in. But you never know, I suppose. <laughs> Each issue yeah. costs one fifty, including postage and packaging. Or if you buy five, it's only £5, which is a great deal. Five issues for £5, oh, that's yeah. cheaper than cover can't price. can't get that on eBay now, can yeah, you? Ah, yeah, yeah are an issue on eBay these days. yeah he said knowingly <laughs>
0: having found a gap in the collection <laughs>
1: coming up very soon. <laughs>
0: Still I like that they make them available. It's just nice you know It's nice that they're presenting this to the kids like, you know what we know this is turned into the kind of comic you collect. So here's the best we can do. That's
1: it. yeah, that's a real acknowledgement yeah. of the I don't know collector culture that's sprung up mm. around it, you know. Mm,
0: that's yeah. not that's not right, you know. But you know what I mean, fandom. Yeah, not not among adults. We kids were collecting this comic in a way we didn't do with anything else. I was an avid Buster reader. wasn't collecting them. Yeah, this this was collecting them. There was a story in this. Yeah, there was a reason to have all of it.
2: Sonic's
1: world.
0: Season of Goodwill, written by Lou Stringer, art by Andy Pritchett, colours by Steve White, and letters by Gordon Robson. Gordon Robson, a new name there. Yes, and Andy Pritchett, not a new name, but we only know him as a colourist. And interestingly, um, we were initially fooled into thinking that it was a miscredited Rob Corona, because he got a very similar art style, but no, it's Andy Pritchett. While the Freedom Fighters enjoy a Christmas party in Techno's secret lab, Dr Robotnik is preparing to cause chaos with his new satellite heat ray until Father Christmas himself materialises in Citadel Robotnik and invites the Doctor to perform a good deed in the spirit of the season, by destroying the satellite. Robotnik refuses, but the satellite winds up being destroyed anyway when Short Fuse's sensors detect its presence and he obliterates it before it can fire. Father Christmas leaves Robotnik alone in the dark, with a warning that if he continues in his evil ways, it will only be a matter of months until his empire falls. I'd forgotten that little detail.
1: Yeah, no, I
0: I honestly love this.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, I really didn't expect to. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be twee rubbish. Yeah. Father Christmas drops in on Dr. Yeah. Robotnik and does Ooh, naughty boy lump of coal naughty boy, and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no,
0: I think this is really well done. It's
1: great. It's a do you know what? It, right, Well under very specifically, and it's not just because it's British, right? Yep. It's not Santa who's come to visit Doctor Robotnik. Indeed. Yes. This is a very pagan depiction of Father mm. Christmas as yeah. like a spirit of winter mm. who can't be touched or. Yep. The robots can't even see him because they're not
0: yep. living beings. Yes, it's worth mentioning. They've not even drawn what you would think of as Santa. It's a Yes. it's a bespoke design. This guy is in a big wintry coat, but mm-hmm. it's just a slightly different one than you might expect. And he's
1: got a big white beard and everything. He's got
0: a big white beard, but it's the Lump kind of spectacles. It's a sort of flowy beard. His face is always in the blackness inside his hood, but, yes. he, but not in a Grim Reaper way. You can see his little white dots for eyes and his little sad looking bushy, bushy eyebrows. eyebrows. The hood itself is not a standard Santa hat. It's the hood of his coat or something that looks like one. And it's like, you know, it's got a green checkered pattern around the rim. And then it's got, it, his coat is like. A sort of burgundy colour with, I guess, snowflake designs on. And he's got a staff with a snowflake on the top that he's carrying around. Yeah,
1: that's... Yeah, it's the staff with the snowflake caps. It's like, this is a a spirit of winter. Not like a jolly old
0: elf come down from the North Pole, you know? And it helps... Part of what shows you that is it's not a straight staff. It's a gnarled, like, snapped-off branch of wood staff. But with this elaborate snowflake on the end.
1: This is like... Wotan has come down across the Rainbow
0: Bridge to speak to Dr. Robotnik, you know? So I asked Lou Stringer about this, because I wanted to know, did Lou Stringer say, don't draw Santa? Or did Andy Pritchett just hand this in like this and be like, oh, cool, all right? And he said, this was in my script. Ah. He said, I wanted to bring back the real Father Christmas, real in quotes. Yeah as opposed to the jolly rotund version of more contemporary times. I supplied a sketch, as I recall, because I asked if this was like an... Because with a lot of his original characters, Short Fuse, Brutus, he did the, sh- he sketch did first, the initial yeah. sketch. He says, I, I I also supplied a sketch, as I recall, but credit to Andy for making him look so good. So yeah, there we go. So this was... You're absolutely right. That is what Lou was doing, and that was why he was doing it.
1: The, the, and, and the spirit pervades the story Mm. you know Uh, i i mean i i did a little shiver (laughs) whenever he called him ovi
0: chris let me read out this is my note i felt a thud of impact in the air around me when santa told robotnik off and called him ovi ah yeah you know like the that is an amazing moment (laughs)
1: The robots can't see him You know Robotnik summons them in Destroy this intruder But the robots can't see anything Only living beings See or hear me doctor They're just machines Well I'll deal with you myself Then his hand Passes through him I cannot be touched in anger Ovi And then it's Robotnik's reaction My my, my name is not Ovi I am Ivo Robotnik Doctor Robotnik You used to be you were a good man until that lab accident made you evil. And he's 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 freaking out. Yeah, Robotnik. Robotnik thought there was just some weirdo who somehow got inside the Citadel, yeah. and it's like I, I wonder—is the intention maybe nobody knows that except Sonic and Robotnik? Ooh, like would nobody else know to say that? Would know that that was his name, and that's chilled him to his core. That this stranger knows that about him oh
0: yes and because there's also a feed line early on where when he first appears and he's like don't you remember me from when you were a boy and you're like oh, oh dude there's a flashback of little robotnik looking out of the window little <laughs> oh, and then you're getting you, then you're imagining the, 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 the adventures, adventures version, all
1: yeah. version of this story <laughs> i offer you the chance to do a good deed for christmas Use your self-destruct code to blow up your satellite instead of using it for evil. What's in it for me? Why, peace of mind. I want power, not peace. And that deadless satellite is a symbol of my power. And uh, th- This is so much better than that thing with the rocket with his face on it last issue. <laughs> <the shoot. laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And then, yeah, Father Christmas gestures to the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's like Short Fuse is destroying the satellite. Uh, So, you got what you wanted after all. Do I get my present now? Sorry, Ovi, but what I wanted was for you to make the right choice, and you refused, so no presents, I'm afraid. My only offer to you is this warning. Follow the destructive path, and your empire will fall within the next few months. And then he disappears in a little swirl of gone. And then it's oh, so now you're a fortune teller too? Rah, get out. Don't give up your day job. But I love that because it's like, okay, yeah, okay. Santa knows everything about you from when you were a kid. Yeah. But he doesn't know the future. But this yeah. spirit.
0: Yeah, Father Christmas knows stuff. Knows. There's a <laughs> big...
1: I, I would never have drawn such a distinction between Santa and Father Christmas before yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. But this is it.
0: I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did. No, this is just fantastic. And now this went down, this was a hit in my house, because I did like the idea of reimagining Father Christmas. Mm. It's great, and then we do end on Robotnik alone with no friends on Christmas, and it just gets through to him a little bit.
1: Yeah, and that might be a little bit over the edge of twee.
0: I agree. It's just that there's something about this Father Christmas that's like, he can get through to you. He He, could rattle you. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep your advice, old man. I like being evil, and I don't need presents. I'm in charge. I've got power. I've got, I've got, I've got no friends on Christmas Day as the darkness creeps in around him and the light disappears from the panel and he's just all in shadow. And then this last caption box really is, it's like (laughs) ramming at home for the kids with no media literacy at home. And for the first time, Robotnik
0: realizes the true cost of his ways.
1: Really? Did you need that? Really?
0: the narrator from the raccoons or something <laughs> that is until Bert raccoon wakes up and then robotnik's got a friend on christmas day
1: <laughs> robotnik and Cyril sneer would get all oh, great yeah. guns
0: house on fire <laughs> now because we appreciate the meat of this story so much We skipped over the first page we did actually didn't we i forgot yeah i do have to mention the party because look at it yeah it's a great party Uh, it's
1: nice to see Uh, first of all i don't think did we ever know techno's secret lab was in the emerald
0: hill zone well i'm not remembering it this is news to me um it was news to me reading this yeah yeah and that she it certainly never occurred to me that she's the only emerald hill folk (laughs) that stayed behind because she's hidden underground, I suppose. I love that. It's, cause it's a great idea as well, because cool, it's yeah. like she's totally hiding in plain sight. Robotnik
1: yep. thinks the Emerald yeah. Hill Zone is deserted, so there's no risk of him ever sniffing around and finding and the, it. And
0: the establishing shot, by the way, is what I referred to when we were doing the cover. It's the Emerald Hill Zone, but it's covered in snow. And in snow. there's this moment where I'm like, oh, there, there's the ice cap zone. Oh, wait, no, you can have hmm. weather. There's weather in different zones. <laughs> there's, yeah, Mobius, Mobius is not a series of isolated biomes. <laughs> Well, it might be, but still, we can have well. Christmas. Um, but then they have this party, and like, so point one, right in the middle of the table, is a Beano slap-up meal.
1: Beano meal of a pile of mash with a load
0: of sausages poking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Brilliant. Um, Amy Rose is wearing a party pirate hat with a girl skull and crossbones on it. With a girl's skull. And you can tell, because it's got bones of earrings. Wearing
1: earrings. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> short Fuse has a bauble over his little yes. flying
0: v antenna and that is that is maintained every time you see him
1: did he, did he still have it
0: he doesn't have it when he's in space no not when he's in space no it's, <laughs> it's fallen off on the way to
1: space yeah yeah tails is wearing a little crown and johnny and amy are pulling a cracker there's a big christmas pud no sign of any turkey oddly that's true oh well be- perhaps they're
0: vegetarians on mobius well, we have had this discussion before we have, because then, of the chili what dogs. What are yeah. the
1: sausages made of in the Bino meal? <laughs> oh, what a great little story! Honestly, though, yeah, yeah. I re- you know, I remembered that there was a story where Santa came to visit Doctor Robotnik, mm. and when I realised this was a, I went into it thinking, oh, I yeah, right, not that sounds it's stupid, be some doesn't it? Twee saccharin nonsense, yeah. and it's so good. Yeah. It's just so vaguely unearthly Mm -hmm. and pagan in the way it chooses to depict the spirit of the season. I really vibed with it. It
0: was really good. And since we're approaching this as an album rather than a series of singles, look at the composition of it. You start and you end the issue with a Christmassy bit. Mm. But the first Christmassy bit is a bit of mucking about Christmas special nonsense. And then the last one is like, no, no. (laughs) This is the one that's going to stay with you
1: for a little bit. Yeah. Next issue, short fuse stars in The Monster Winks. A
0: very dramatic title. Whoa, no idea okay. what
1: that's gonna be about.
0: Oh, that's a good one. What a big hog tag they're giving away this fortnight. Yes, it's a very short <laughs> speed lines with only two letters. Everything is blown up to maximum size so they can do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> two letters and one picture. First
1: letter comes from Paul Cook in Bishop Stortford in Hertfordshire uh, who asks? Can I still send off for past issues of the comic from the back issues zone?
0: Not even a real one. Not like
1: <laughs> you're doing two letters and this. Re- Do you think? I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe there was market research that said kids' eyes glazed over on all the pages that weren't comics, um, and they required these things to direct them back to the to look back through the comic and be like, "Oh yeah,
0: I missed that." Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. I can, I, I actually can relate to that. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Megadroid, whose head has been adorned with a Santa beard and hat, yes, says, so. As it's Christmas, Paul, your present's a few pages back. You'll find you're able to send off for STC bag issues, but bear in mind the
0: offer is only available until Tuesday, the 31st of December 96. Trainee Lee, Dear STC, I am a 13 year old facing career plans. God! No, what? 13? 13? No. So I was wondering what grades I would need to be an artist at Sonic the Comic. That's from Lee MacDonald of Shelton Lock Derby, Sonic & Knuckles Hogtag winner. And Megadroid does actually answer the question properly by kicking off a bit of a fight. Yes, I, I respect that the decision to only do two letters seems to be to give this one space to have a full and proper answer. And good, because this is a grown-up one with a grown-up yeah. answer. At great expense to my personal hotline, Lee, some of the STC creators have offered the following advice. So what Editorial has done here is actually genuinely, we, we <laughs> assume, unless it's all malicious slander, gone round asking the Humes, the creative Humes, that is, what they advise. And they, they disagree with one another. <laughs> they do, but still. <laughs> Lou Stringer suggests you begin
1: at your local library, taking out a teacher-self-cartooning type of book. Lou drew his own comics from childhood and decided to become a comic artist at the grand old age of 21. Now, I'm not saying it's bad advice in any way, but it's not the question you were asked, Lou.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say he wanted to know how to draw. He said he wanted to know what grades he would need. Yes, I suppose what Lou... And to some extent, all of them are doing here is going, well, we don't know if we're talking to someone who can draw at all. Well, that's it. Yeah, And if not, they're going to rock in with the qualifications and go like, right, give me a job. Yeah, but you can't draw.
1: (laughs) I think Richard Elson is the one who's given the most straightforward answer here. The Uh the answer that
0: I think Lee will most want to have heard. (laughs) Yes, he says, Richard Elson says that you don't need grades to be an artist. You just need to be able to draw. True. And that is
1: the truth. Yep, You know, you don't no, need absolutely grades. Right. Where Nigel Kitching recommends that you find out what qualifications are required and work towards doing some good work at Art College. Good luck. Well, I think you'll find that asking what qualifications were required was the latter. Thanks, Nigel
0: yes the problem here is yes it is isn't it they have asked a straightforward question what
1: qualifications do i require well the first thing you need to do is find out what qualifications you require
0: yes they have asked the person whose job it is to hire artists what do i need to get this job and they've not answered i think richard elson has given the answer yes because that is well assuming that is the answer you know for all we know they required a levels
1: well and then also nigel Kitching does say work towards some doing good work at art college and yes i think the grade you receive at art college is immaterial mm. compared to the actual experience in you know the human form and, and artistic techniques that you will receive there
0: yes and a lot of people do have a lot of good experience in the human form at university Ayo! <laughs> Not you or I, but still Some <laughs> people we're sure <laughs> The people we resented In the room next door
1: <laughs> Anyway, speaking of drawings Got one here from Ben Carroll From Plymouth and Devon Who sent in, uh, Christmas close to being Christmas themed enough Sugar Plum Sonic yeah. And it's a drawing of Tails And Sonic and Knuckles Who is pink 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 All dangling from wires, being sugar plum fairies in a show. With, okay, Mm. you won't know this Mm -hmm. because it's driving me mad uh-huh what what be characters
0: mouth have they all got <laughs> yeah i know this i i actually like looked up i know this mouth i looked up artists and everything like the closest i came is that like it could be a ken reed who did face ache and stuff like that and martha's monster makeup which me and abby are making now mm. but it could be knuckles looks like plug doesn't he a bit but there's something there's
1: something hugely specific they've all got the same yeah twisted lip and strange
0: curve a sort of pursed lip look with a it, what we know for sure is that these faces are copied at one hundred percent. But then put. I to...
1: recognise that mouth. Yeah, it's from something in the Beano yep. or the Dandy or the Beezer or the yep. wizzer and Chips. Yep, yep. It's from something. Yeah, it's from some DC Thompson or possibly Buster. way. Well, you'd probably zero
0: in on it if it was Buster. Possibly. To me, it implies that maybe the whole drawing is. Maybe, from. but I wouldn't rush to that. Mm. But then again, look at the hair on Sonic. Why would Sonic have that particular wig on? That's a Beano-y head. That is well, yeah, I suppose,
1: but but I mean they are all they're they're done up in fairy costumes. Well, so that's yeah, why yeah,
0: on. but he's the only one with a wig on. And well, he's, he's, I don't know, he's the main one. He's got yeah. a crown and everything as well. So. Yeah, yeah, but you're allowed a wig if you're not the main one with the crown. Yeah, but
1: he he looks more like the main one by yes. being the only one with a wig on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <That's laughs> trying to say. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> um, Jesus. I like that. Uh, the, the, well, they've. They've gone a bit overboard. They've tried to draw what I assume must be twirlies around Tails' tails, but it actually looks yeah. like they're laggy banded together or something. But it says, but it's a spin. That's a Leo Baxendale radiating sound effect coming out of his tail. I mean, there.
1: that's the thing that I take away from this is that if Ben Carroll feels like he has a future in anything based on this, it's in lettering. <laughs> <laughs> There's some lovely lettering. Yeah, you're right there. I didn't think of that. I love the way he mixes his um cases lowercase i and r, but capital
0: G and a, you know and mm. L. Mm. He's been playing nights. It's your manners! It's your manners! It's your manners! It's your letters. Yes, we have our own mailbag. You can be in it by writing to stctpodcast at gmail.com. We accept. Emails we accept, sounds we accept, whatever you've got. And here is one that is titled now. I'm going to have to try, and I don't know how to pronounce this. It goes, Sonic Het Steckelvarken Distrip, Strip. And it reads, Dear Humes who think they're in charge, Despite being a huge fan of STCTP, I have absolutely no ties to the comic itself. I was born in 1996 and in Belgium. No STC for me, or so I thought until speedlines in STC32. In one reply, Megadroid mentions the many translated versions of STC available, including a Dutch version. STC? In my language? For the past two years, I've been trying to get my hands on this elusive tone, but I couldn't find any trace of its existence anywhere outside this one issue STC. A couple of weeks ago, however, I encountered it for sale. Sonic Magazine number two. I immediately Mm. purchased it and some more STC stuff, and I thought you might be interested to know what some of the main differences are. So here they are.
1: Yeah, wait, wait. Because there was that feature in an early issue mm-hmm. uh, about all the different forms
0: mm-hmm. that Sonic was translated to around the world, and I don't know if this was one of them. It was because one of them. He's going to explain what this is. We got confused because it says something like "and of what" in the bullet points that they listed. They were like, "and of course, the T Zone," and we went, uh, "Oh yes, what? the
1: T Zone. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. What's that? Yeah.
0: We're going to find out. <laughs> way ancient mysteries. Because I think we didn't. Didn't we go like?" Is it, that- was, it said
1: the T-Zone for guess what. And yes, it wasn't clear what. And then it didn't say what. That was it. Yeah. My guess has always been for 26 years that it was tips.
0: Right. But I think we made that guess and then we went, yeah, but yeah. it's in... But it
1: is. It's but just- it is in another language. It's in another so, language. Yeah. So
0: what's their word for tips? Okay, so we're going to find out. Oh, uh, well, I'm really excited now. <laughs> Here are the differences. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> One, there is no Megadroid. There is, however, Sega Rob. Oh. Well because the editor's first name is Rob. Ah. There are only three strips per magazine, all of which are Sonic strips. So ah. uh, in the one that they've got, it's Day of the Badniks, Lost in Labyrinth Zone, and Attack on the Death Egg. Four five six. He is, as is mentioned on the cover, the only Sega Superstar. The lettering is dreadful. <laughs> The Dutch version of the review zone is called Zapping. Yes, I remember that. That's, yeah. That was in the original article, yes. And it contains a four-page Aladdin review in which they explain the stories, the characters, different levels, enemies, etc. It's more, This is familiar to us. It's more of a description zone. <laughs> Truly, the language of the Gibbon was international. <laughs> Q-Zone is called the T-Zone. And hmm. it stands for... Tips and tricks.
1: Yes! <laughs> oh,
0: 26 years of validation! All rushing in at once! Which is Dutch for tips and tricks. And it contains 10 random hints and cheat codes for different games. There are no rogue apostrophes, but there are <laughs> plenty of rogue commas. And they have put a rogue apostrophe in the word commas there. (laughs) (laughs) And the death egg is called the Egg of Death, which I think is pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, The Egg (laughs) of Death. Have you seen my Egg of Death? (laughs) (laughs) And that is from Milan Heisekims. Auction winner. And Sonic Magazine owner. Here's another one. Dear Humes who think they're in charge, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I started listening somewhere around issue 40-ish and breezed through them until I caught up around issue 50 and have been listening fortnightly ever since and supplementing it with your Patreon content in between. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Yes. I started reading STC right from issue one and it quickly turned my love of the first two games into an obsession. I played the games, Mm -hmm. I read the comics covered my walls in the posters, and I drew my own fan art, I remember going away on an overnight school trip to the Lake District in which I decided to bring with me my A3 sketchbook and colouring pencils so that while I was there, I could carry on working on the poster I was drawing. I was very pleased with it, and I suppose I didn't want to stop drawing even for a couple of days. I relate hard to that. As someone who was recently diagnosed as autistic in my late thirties, I can look back on this and realise it was probably one of my first hyper-focused special interests. It also helped spark a lifelong love of science fiction. The Sonic Terminator in particular has burned into my memory due to my love of time Mm. travel. Yep. Yes. I would honestly put STC alongside the X-Men cartoon and Star Trek Next Generation as key influences from that age. Chris doesn't like putting Sonic alongside Star Trek The Next Generation, as you'll know from the end of Mobius. Dave couldn't get enough of it. (laughs) I couldn't stop. And now, having revisited them all as an adult, I can say they all, mostly, hold up. I listened to the first 30 or so podcast episodes on consecutive days, often while drawing character art for D&D, one of my current special interests, and I realised how that little snapshot of my days echoed my life as a nine or ten year old. Yes. Yes! Yes! Listening to STDP while drawing set L miniatures. That is exactly what you should do with STZ. I'm still a nerd and I still love to draw. And that time of my life in the early 90s is where it all started. As it turns out, the end of the Brotherhood Metallic storylines, I think where I stopped reading as a kid, exactly like Chris did, Looking at the dates and a bit of googling leads me to believe that around that time, I'd already started reading White Dwarf, having got into Warhammer 40,000 over the Ah, last year. um. And I suppose I came to the conclusion that I couldn't afford to keep spending my pocket money on both. And so that seemed like a good point to say goodbye to STC. Sounds about right. I understand that, although I think you should have stuck with STC, because the whole point of White Dwarf is to make you spend more So much more money. (laughs) You can't just read White Dwarf and be done with it. Do they still publish White Dwarf? I think so. What a con. (laughs) (laughs) it's got lovely photos in though you have to admit you have to admit no i don't (laughs) total blank face from chris it was around that time that our family had got our first pc brackets personal computer and possibly the original playstation although much like you i refuse to acknowledge the official release date as fact 1995 get out of here with your lies google nonsense there's no way the playstation existed for 1997 anyway bye now I had started to move on to newer games on newer systems and away from my much-loved Mega Drive. I don't have any physical reminders of my childhood, unfortunately. Ooh. Well, that oh. that makes me feel sad and sitting on my own in a big empty room like Dr. Robotnik at the end of that strip. Um, Surrounded by physical reminders of your childhood. Yeah, because I am. That's, that, I'm imagining not doing and it makes me sad. <laughs> Most people don't. Most people what? throw can... things away, Dave. Weird people... What are you yelling at me for? I can
1: see Transformers. Not in a in single of one of those... Hundreds of figures yeah. back there is from my childhood.
0: <laughs> well, that's your own issue. Why not? <laughs> because they were all played to destruction. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. My actual
1: childhood transformers.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, um, I don't know. There are
1: transformers in here that I bought when
0: they were new and have owned
1: for twenty-five years. Yeah, it's just. But that doesn't been mean I was long time. technically a child yeah. when I bought them. <laughs>
0: anyway uh so stctp the diary zone and your various tangential discussions of 90s culture have brought back so many memories of possibly the last time in my life when the world made sense to me Mm. that's what makes me feel so weird like i can't can't imagine sitting there in an empty room and having to fill it up with now things no i need old things no things give me
1: old things everything from now Uh is better
0: (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) Except, Except STC. For some <laughs>
1: <times>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it has been and continues to be a genuine highlight of my Fortnite and has helped me greatly in these trying times. Thanks for all the laughs from Danny Kelly, 12 in 1996, <clears throat> from Norfolk, Mega Drive owner, STCTP patron. I mean, you'd already said, but ding a ding a ding. Thank you very much, Danny. P.S., I've just finished watching the grand finale of the end of Mobius. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. I apologize on Dave's behalf. And I want to let you know I have very much enjoyed every episode. Yeah, it's great content. You all if you're not watching the End of Mobius, you gotta get on that Patreon. It's some good stuff. I made a I made a playlist of it recently so you don't have to dig around. It's ah. Good stuff. Watching Chris squirm and wince at every twist and turn has been a joy. I also very much enjoyed Sonic in the Fourth Dimension, which I also read as a kid. It was the, yes. uh, the only one of the Martin Adams novels I remember reading. Yeah! And clearly Are you the best me? one. Yeah, I know! Who, this, is, this is like a mirror dimension, Chris. <laughs> Chris Wookfeely. Wah! <laughs> 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 and clearly the best one, so I just got lucky, I guess, or maybe I just read the back and saw it was about time travel, and so that's the one I bought. Well, that's what I was going to say. Talked
1: about love of time travel.
0: Mm. I was wondering. Oh, I wonder if they read Sonic in the Fourth Dimension. Oh, yeah. As much as I have enjoyed the two of you reading the other novels and your takes on them, the stories themselves haven't really grabbed me or left me caring particularly what happened next. So, with the end of the end of movies approaching, I was beginning to wonder what Patreon content would follow it to look forward to. So when Dave read the sign-off and revealed the existence of Secrets of Mobius, listeners, that's going to be our next project. Coming in 2023 slash 1997. I was delighted. Also, Chris's reaction of, there's more of this, made me burst out (laughs) laughing. I cannot wait for the next installment in the Dave Bulmer Cinematic Universe. (laughs) <laughs> Dave mentioning at the end to email And let you know what we thought of the Endomobius Prompted me to write in For some reason I don't remember ever writing into the comic But I wanted to take the time to write into the podcast Thank you once again for everything you do And it's much appreciated, thank you And that is from Danny Kelly Thank you,
1: Danny Now we'll round out this Christmas mailbag By looking not in our digital inbox But to the actual physical post What we done got sent we weren't sent it for Christmas. I've had mine for a little while, but yes. Dave has very purposefully not opened his yes. yet. Because what we have been sent is a physical copy of Sonic the Comic Re Illustrated. This was a fan project headed up by Angel Bless Art on Twitter, mm-hmm. who's one of our draw alongers. Yes. Regular listener. And uh, the idea was that they took a strip from Sonic the Comic, in this case, Running Wild Part 2. Broke it down panel by panel, and a different artist redrew each individual panel of the story in their style and then they were all collected together. And it's available free to read on Twitter, but they did print up some physical copies for the people involved, which they very kindly and generously sent to us as well, because one we'll find sprinkled throughout a few STCTP references. Soon. Ooh, so really? How exciting.
0: Our influence on this project is...
1: INDIRECT!
0: But writ large. Yes, because (laughs) knowing that this was coming up, I didn't even read the online version. So this is all new to me. I'm now sliding it out of the envelope right as we speak. So, wow. So first of all, the cover of this thing, they have lovingly recreated an STC cover layout. And then they've drawn, is it one each? Like one supersonic per artist? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's every...
1: 30, no, because there are 34 artists contributed oh, to gosh. this. Oh gosh. But God, there are only really? 14 uh, different artists' work on the cover here. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, everybody's drawn a different supersonic erupting out of the pages of a comic as Amy mm. recoils in
0: shock. <laughs> and the the sort of like what's inside caption uh mimicking stc is supersonic on the cover <laughs> on the cover that's us surely it's a community project find
1: out how to get involved inside and across the top where the price and everything goes it reads a pound oh, coin? oh, oh yeah <laughs> number one running wild part two first mega issue <laughs> and if you look really closely oh. you'll see in the heart on amy's t-shirt it says free gift missing alert your news <laughs> oh
0: yeah <laughs> oh and there's there's a, a little drawing of presumably what angel bless looks like in the pug there created by angel bless art all right let's crack this thing open
1: and on the uh instead wow. of a control zone we have the credits zone oh, where uh, Megadroid. mega droid in his classic style, but rendered in CG, yeah. welcomes us to the uh, to the issue. Every single one of the thirty four count them thirty four <laughs> panels in this epic story has been drawn by a different art Hume, and the Humes who did it oh, are listed where the charts would normally go. Oh,
0: and it's it looks exactly like the charts, but instead of you know Mega Drive massicism, it's page one, page two, and that's where they're list. Oh. <laughs> Oh, this is well good. Want to get involved? Sonic the Comic Reillustrated is an open community project, and we're always on the lookout for new art humes. If you think that could be you, then break out your pens and pencils or diddle up program of choice and head over to https colon slash slash stcreillustrated dot c-a-r-r-d dot co. Sonic the Comic
1: Reillustrated is an entirely not-for-profit fan project. No person or persons at Sonic the Comic Reillustrated claim copyright for any of the stories reimagined here in Sonic the Comic, published by Egmont Fleetway, originally written by Nigel Kitchen, with art by Richard Elson, and letters by Ellie Bill. What are you doing reading this tiny text? You'll ruin your eyes. Go on, get out of here. It's not interesting anyway. Wow megadroid's like welcome to the inaugural issue and what an inaugural issue as we've turned the art circuits up to 11 asterisk Ah. and then down at the bottom asterisk ask an older human yes (laughs) it's so oh it's tone perfect isn't it this is fantastic And then we'll we'll not uh, no. go through running wilds again no. page by page, but it is a tremendous effort by everyone involved with lots of lovely different styles, mm. some drawing very directly from STC and some very much being the artist's own unique styles. Yeah.
0: Ooh, you yeah, bastard. Look at the I'm bored time to finish this panel. Yes.
1: Oof. Oof yeah. But then look at the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha page, oh, which, which is where gonna... they have
0: the most fun. Okay, I'm turning the page now. Oh, oh
1: look. Yeah, we've got a little, like, this is where they get the most um, stylistically varied. Mm, there are some black and one? white that's panels. Like that looks like a CGI Funko Pop version yeah. of Supersonic. Wow. There's a rather Jonan vasquez panel is, in the middle yes. there.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Ah, and then the next issue panel is instead given over to the hashtag STC Reillustrated.
1: But if you're just reading this online... The story ends on the final page. The uh, the cover and the uh, the credit zone are included, but there's a little extra bonus included in the physical oh copy. My Where a Speedline's gosh. page might be expected, it is a review, review zone. zone, and it's a review of Sonic Mania by the strange Gestalt entity Tony Gibbons. <laughs> okay, half Takushi, half Gibbons. <laughs>
2: review zone. <Yeah>. Review. <laughs>
1: After 21 years of inactivity, everyone's favorite Blue (laughs) Hedgehog is back. I like that. Little bit snidey. And what a comeback. After a slick opening anim, you'll be presented (laughs) with the main menu, and there are a lot of options. (laughs) Medium mode is the main game mode. Time attack, let, apostrophe S, you attempt (laughs) levels against the clock. Options lets you adjust settings like music volume and SFX volumes. You can also activate some nifty screen filters to up the nostalgia factor of your play, and you can manage your save data. Extra Apostrophe S is initially blank, requiring you to unlock these options through progress in the Returning Blue Spheres minigame. Once you have unlocked Extra Apostrophe S, you'll gain access to two extra game modes, the very cool DA Sound Garden that lets you listen to mania's groovy tunes at your leisure, and even the option to view the staff credits. As you play through the main game, more options become available <laughs> to you based on your completion level. These include debug mode, the option to choose Sonic's power-up, super peel-out, insta shield, etc. And the Hilarious and Knuckles option, which allows you to play the game with Knuckles as a tag-along, even if you're playing as old Red Dreads himself. (laughs) A worthy successor in every regard, spread across 12 zones of mega fun. Final Countdown, Raves, the best Sonic game since 1994.
0: Uh, Graves, it's been a long time (laughs) since 1994. (laughs) And there's two pictures. One is the cover of Sonic Mania, and the other, the caption is, Sonic and Knuckles explore the Marble Garden Zone. And the picture is Sonic and Knuckles in the Marble Zone, which neither of which is it's in Sonic Mania. Mania. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: from, I guess it's from a fan mod or something. I don't there know if it's I think there is.
0: Yeah, I think there's a fan mod that came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's and fantastic. you can see all
1: the STCTP uh, DNA in there all the options yeah. and
0: all the work as well that they've put into getting like the fonts and the layout just looking yeah. right it's fantastic oh it looks
1: perfect next issue pig trouble mm. and it's a sketch of uh, porker being all panicky from the first part of running wild
0: yes someone's gone over it and done it as a pencil sketch it's really good mm.
1: your artwork question mark uh, spectacular Sparky in the review zone. Oh, hey, spectacular fantastic. Sparky. Oh, please do that. And more artists in the credit zone. STCR2 coming soon. Freely available on the internet. There's a data strip. And it's not even a joke data <laughs> it's strip. It's just, just the literally data strip. the data strip. Yeah, and they've had to recreate the winking Sonic face and everything. Post two hashtag STC Reillustrated. Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> and then... And then... <laughs> <laughs> mm. and then you go there we go i've read that and you close it and suddenly what you find on the back cover it's a full page ad that... oh, well i don't know about you i had nothing to do with this did you chris i didn't take out an ad no <laughs> there is a full page ad for sonic the comic the podcast it's Chris and Dave, we're now taken out. We're now out.
1: taken out, asterisk. And then at the bottom of the asterisk, it says, podcast is professionally. yeah. <laughs> is. <laughs> I didn't
0: see that. <laughs> He's got loads taken out, listeners. Oh, even, yeah. it even says just a page of adverts at the bottom. Just a page of adverts, <laughs> right at the very bottom. And what the advert is, is it's a drawing someone's done, don't know who. Yes, no credit for the drawing. Don't know who the drawing is of this one. Of us, around an old-timey microphone, And there are words kind of radiating out of us in the background. Let's let's see.
1: I believe this is one of your long rambling introductions (gasps) that they have transcribed, but I can't. Well, hey, Um, boomers,
0: welcome to online guide to the the way way, via the lens of, of. the sonic the sonic cho- because it goes yeah. between our heads you can only see the middle
1: well, it's via the lens of it that makes me think it's definitely one of your things where you were pulling words out of the air as you were trying to describe <laughs> what the podcast was brilliant a tremendous little thing that will now amazing. live in my box with all my copies of ftc 100 percent thank you very much for sending us physical copies given that we had nothing to do with it other than yeah. serving as a very indirect inspiration for i think yeah. for angel blessed to get get the project rolling
0: yeah, yes fantastic what it means to me is that like do you not suddenly feel like part of stc now you get right bet. you know what i mean yeah. like when people make stc stuff they put us in it <laughs> That That's great, everyone. Well done. See, Dave,
1: Dave genuinely only just received his in the last yes. couple of days. It's taken a little while to get to Dave, course. I've had mine for a while. So. Yeah,
0: we've had trouble with the post. And
1: I think that there's no better physical gift that you could have received just in time for us to record our
0: Christmas episode. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you to everyone who cares about Sonic the Comic, who listens to this podcast, who joins in, draws stuff, writes in, does things to do with stc we will retweet you all for as long as there's a twitter <laughs> and uh, you know as we're getting near towards the end of the year yes i feel
1: like our thanks are more pronounced around this time of year than they are in the rest yeah. of the year because it's, it's the end of another year yeah. we're more than halfway through our fourth year of doing this now which is
2: ridiculous
1: yeah <laughs> but uh, we'll be seeing out 1996 next issue when we step inside stc's new year party all new stories Sonic Eve of Destruction Sonic's World The Monster Wakes Such dramatic titles I know, what's Eve going of on? Destruction and The Monster Wakes and they're probably going to yeah. be nothing They're probably going to be little fluffy <laughs> jobs <Yeah>.
0: Knuckles <laughs> Roots Decap Attack The Hungry Guest Plus
1: Badnik Up, mm, Crawl mm, Sonic 3 Q-Zone And reviews of Bugs Bunny and Destruction Derby STC 94 on sale Tuesday, the 24th of December, ninety six. Oh. One day early, because yeah. if it was coming yeah. out on Wednesday, it'd be coming out on Christmas and the shops aren't open. So, yeah. Tuesday, the 24th of December,
0: 1996. Still.
1: Yeah. To this day. Only
0: pound twenty. But do you know what's not pound twenty? Do you know what's free? Listening to this podcast and finding it where good podcasts are found. Plus on our website at (laughs) stctp.stctp.zone. Yes, you can follow
1: the podcast on Twitter. For as long as it exists. (laughs) At Sonic Podcast. And we will be on there individually for as long as it exists. I am at Chris McFeely.
0: And I am at Demon Tomato
1: Dave. And if it all goes up in flames, you can find us over on YouTube and uh, Twitch and stuff like that too. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs)
0: you can support the show you know this by now you can go to patreon.com forward slash stctp and if you do you get rewarded you get rewarded chris gets punished because he has to listen to my old fanfic that i wrote when i was 15 years old the end of mobius it's apocalyptic it's got all the wrong characters in it people die there's blood it's ridiculous also we go through the uh, martin adams books we don't read them out to you but we talk to you about what happens in them and you get to find out about them some of the first sonic stories ever written we cover those on that patreon.com forward slash stctp any amount will get you access to the whole archive so obviously you've got to put in loads our theme song is synchronized by
1: sonic the comic the band whose work you can find at sonic but we have been sonic the comic the podcast and you can join us to ring in the year
2: next, next time,
1: time.